Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
on all these things at once. Because if it's not if it's not in a one headline, then it's a million others. All these various distractions. You know, it's it's election time. We're about you know less than three weeks away. I mean, this is serious business. This is no joke. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to be getting into a lot of the um, things that are are threatening our, our our system right now. The things that are 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 a uh, are in the way, are disrupting our, our peaceful, as it, as it should be, uh, election process. I mean, it's, you know, there's so much uh, cheating going on. There's so much um, just fraud uh, in so many different categories. I mean, these, these people are, are animals. They're vultures. They'll do whatever it takes, uh, the left, uh, the Democrats, to, uh, to advance their narrative. And if that means, you know, uh, going dirty, and we, we, that's what we see constantly, uh, not only in the in elections, but just on, on an everyday basis. I mean, these people will go to whatever low necessary to get what they want. I mean, these people have no ethics. They have no morals. Uh, they hate America. Um, they want to bring third world ideology into our country. You know, I, you know, did anybody, anybody watch, you know, um, this town hall a few minutes ago, it ended, ended about actually ended about an hour ago. I watched a little bit of it and like, you know, Trump is, is getting interrogated as usual by ABC, whatever the, whatever the hell her name is that, that bluesy, uh, that slob feminist Savannah. She's on, she's on good. Um, she's on the today show and she was doing the moderation, uh, you know, with Trump giving him all the, the you know, the, the fastballs and stuff. And then, you know, little, little midget, tiny George Stephanopoulos gives Joe probably the easiest questions on earth, doesn't even bring up Hunter, doesn't bring up any of the, of the Burisma or China scandal. I mean, just totally, I mean, the bias is so obvious. I mean, we've never seen anything so fixed in our life. I mean, you can't get more... Um, I mean, this is, this is, this is, they're on the inside. I mean, they're in bed with the Democratic Party. They're, they're, their cover. They're, their shield. They're, I mean, they have their ass covered. And the double standard that has gone on for the longest time, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. It, it, it pisses me off beyond words. I'm tired of it. Because you know what? A Republican has never gotten the same uh, treatment as a Democrat. It's been like that as, as far as I can remember, um, but we've never seen any any president, regardless of political affiliation, uh, be treated like Trump's been treated. I mean, all they do, every single time they can, they attack him. Every single, you know, uh, subject matter, you know, it, it's like a new fixation. I mean, they're always on to something new that they think can stick. Like they think they can go after him for. They think they can, you know, say get, get you in a got you moment. But no, we all know Trump is playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. You know, Trump was on the campaign trail today. He's been doing rallies um, all week. Sometimes he's doing two two rallies a day. Uh, pretty soon, I imagine, um, since you know we're only less than three weeks away, he'll probably get up to like three rallies a day. I remember back in 2016 when he was campaigning. He was up to like three rallies a day. I mean, I mean, this guy has more energy uh, than I do. And I, and, and you, you guys know me. I'm like the Energizer Bunny. I'm like a goddamn robot. I never sleep. I sleep about three to four hours a night, and I'm back up doing what I do best. 
you know, running my businesses, running my investments, running my companies, you know, finding the next way to expand and capitalize on a huge opportunity. And I'm relentless. I am relentless. My passion, my motivation, what I want to accomplish in life, I mean, you know, it's like I'll run through walls. Like I said the other night, I'll run through walls to get a victory. Just like when I run for Congress in, in 2022, U.S. Congress, I will win. And just like all my listeners say, and all my co-hosts, and anybody, anybody that's ever talked to me, they pity, they feel bad for anybody that has to get on that debate stage with me because I am so quick. I am one of the best improvisers. I'm one of the best speakers. I do radio for three hours. I can carry on dialogue, and I never stop. I don't know too many people that can do that. You know, you, and I just picked up the mic one day, and it became a natural talent. Here I am. You know, it, 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 it's, it's pretty remarkable, and, I, and, I, and I lo- I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, but no, getting back, getting back to this whole, you know, Trump and Biden situation, look at all the Hunter stuff that was, was, um, was released. Look at everything. I mean, we're talking about the photos of him in the bathtub, the photos of him, you know, on the bed with a crack pipe, um, you know, him taking a selfie in some, I don't know, it looks like a homosexual gay bar outfit or something. I don't even know what he was. That look, I'm, you know, nothing against, nothing against gay people, but there was something very um, um, flamboyant about that outfit. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Something's off about this guy. He might go both ways. He might, he might be a, you know, a two-way hitter. We don't know. We don't know. But, uh, you know, it, it's just like in the, the emails, the letters, you know, uh, the, the, just it was the inside job. It was there all along. And why was Christopher Ray? Why, why was he sitting on all this evidence from this laptop? I mean, they, they had it all this time. They had it since 2019. You know, and, and why? You know, they, they, this was around, they still, they had it around the time they were impeaching Trump. They had all this evidence. And, you know, it's like, I'm looking at the whole, uh, Joe Biden, I mean, he, you know, he let the, the Burisma PR firm join, you know, Obama's White House let Burisma PR firm join the Biden conference call. I mean, how dumb do you have to be? In today's society, when, when you're getting tapped, when everything's recorded, when everything's on document, I mean, can you be a little more slick, dumbass? I mean, we all know Biden is not the brightest light bulb in the entire world. We've seen that firsthand. The guy can't even count to four, form a complete sentence. And the other day, he just said again that he's running for the United States Senate and that he's been in the Senate for 180 years. I mean, can you guys say mental decline? I mean, this is like dementia. This is the epitome of dementia. But his family and his friends care more about power than they care about his well-being. That's, that's not true friendship. They're a bunch of fucking excuse my French, vultures and bulldogs in, in Washington, D.C. They're a bunch of cynical, self-centered jerk-offs. I'm so tired of it, man. I'm so tired of it. And why, are, why was this, in the, in the whole, and, and think about this, the FBI, you know, because this, this all kind of ties together. You know, the declassified spreadsheet showed that the FBI relied heavily on the media to report on the Russia hoax. So in other words, the, these, all these Democrat, you know, bureaucrat, uh, deep state operatives, you know, knew that it was bullshit, but 
but they knew they had the media on their side that they could lead the sheep on so they could continue on with this, you know, witch hunt for all these years to make it look like it was some sort of, you know, valid uh, reasoning. But in reality, I mean, Christopher Steele was a joke. All this was a joke. I mean, and think about if, if a Trump, if a Trump kid was talking to China or talking to Burisma and saying, "Oh my God, I can't wait to do these business dealings. I can't wait to meet all you guys. We're gonna have a great relationship in the long run." I mean, that's like the worst conflict of interest you could ever do. And if this was not the president, vice, if this was not Biden, uh, this person would be in prison for a long time, a long time. You know, and a lot of this is coming out, and this is great. This is great. I mean, it's perfect timing. Now they're saying Mike Pompeo is also saying that he has the rest of Hillary Clinton's emails. Oh, God, I'm curious. Oh, boy. And he said they'll be ready before the election. And you know what? A.G. Barr, his fat ass, them Happy Meals, stop eating 10 Happy Meals a day, bro. You need to be fired. You're a jerk-off. You knew. You sat on this for over a year. You knew how important the documents were to release before the election, but you did nothing. You were complicit with the deep state. You are part of the deep state, and so is Durham. Because if you, if you, if you guys were actually real, authentic, and genuine, and actually you know, obeyed and followed the rule of law and the Constitution, then these people would have been locked up. But no, they get a pass, don't they? Don't they, fat ass? They get a pass, don't they? A.G. Barr, you're a scum. You're a scum, and Trump should fire you right now. And Christopher Ray, I don't know why Trump has kept you around for as long as he's had you, but you're the biggest scum. You're the bigger scum. You don't belong in the FBI. Tired of these people, man. They think they're above everybody else. They think that they, they, they think their shit don't stink. They think they can hide all this stuff from the American people. I mean, what what, what are we doing here? I mean, they, they, they knew of this stuff. Think about this. Really take this into your mind. Really take this into your mind. They knew of Burisma. They knew of the Biden's dealings during the impeachment hearings of Trump. I mean, they basically impeached Trump so they could distract and deflect from what the real corruption was, which was obviously the Bidens and, you know, you know Hillary, Hillary's emails didn't have so much to do with the impeachment, but I think deflecting from the Biden situation had a lot to do with the impeachment. Because the fix was in in terms of who was going to get the nominee on the left. I mean, we knew that. We knew that Joe Biden was going to be the nominee. I mean, the fix was in. They, they wanted somebody they could control. They wanted somebody that they knew they could play with, and they got it. You know, I, but you see, you, go, you look at these rallies, and you look at everything that's going on around us, Biden gets about less than 10 people at his rallies. Uh, Trump has uh, 20 to 30,000. Uh, Trump sells out NBA arenas. Trump sells out NFL stadiums. Uh, Biden can't even fill up a, a, a grade school auditorium. So I, I'm confused. You know, what, in the polls, you know, guys, don't pay any attention to the polls. You know, at this time in 2016, Hillary Clinton was leading by double digits. Same sort of lead Joe Biden has right now. And look what happened. I mean, they, they're fixed. The, you know, they do this to suppress the vote. It's no different. That's all they're doing. They're trying to make people not enthused. But it does, it, we saw it, how, how that 
you know, uh, worked for them in 2016. I mean, it, we totally went against the media narrative, and we defeated them. We conquered them. We won, and we'll do it again. But my only worry is, my only worry, actually I have a couple worries. First of all, I want to mention this. Um, there has been nearly 29,000 voters, voters received incorrect mail-in ballots in the state of Pennsylvania. Number one, that's pivotal because Pennsylvania is one of the most um, crucial, most significant swing states. We need that. We need to win it again. Um, there are trash bags of undeli- undelivered mail found outside postal workers' homes. That was a new article I found. I mean, and people in Colorado are stealing mailboxes that may have mail-in ballots in them. I mean, what, what really, guys, I mean, is the voter fraud not obvious? And then you have Utah County that has, has uh, mailed over 13,000 ballots that went, mi- that went missing. 13,000 ballots that went missing. What are we doing? And, and big tech? What about big tech? You can't even post. You can't even tweet certain things. They totally buried the Biden article, the Hunter, Hunter thing. They totally said it's – but it's not fake news. And you guys – I mean, they, you know, Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg, and, and all these jerk-offs, they need to answer for themselves. They need to answer for themselves because I'm tired of the corruption. I'm tired of all this nonsense because you know what? They, in reality – I work in technology. I've said many times, big tech is the biggest threat to our society right now. Or, I mean, I think, you know, in the future as well, because they are more powerful than politicians. They can build anything. Uh, they, all they got to do is say, shut the hell up. Here's, here's some money. You know, stay on our side. It, it's, it's not hard to, you know, uh, play that game. Most of the politicians do it because – you know, that's, you know, it's chump, it's chump change for these big tech guys, but for the politicians, it's a big payday. But I'll tell you, you know, as everybody knows, I've been building apps. I've been building mo- mobile smartphone apps and tracking devices and hacking into systems for many years. I've been, I've been doing all this stuff for like 10 years. So I know all about, I know all about what's going on. I've been coding for a long time. And I, and I can see, I can see certain things. And they're, they're just, they're, 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 it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Be, and they want to – and think about how scary of an idea this is. They, they are, they're censoring the president of the United States of America. I mean, what – and you know what? These platforms are supposed to be about free speech. You know, the, their job is not to pick and choose what people say. I mean, that's, that's the whole reason we sign up. It's our profile. You know, it's, it's our right. But it's totally been hijacked by dirty donors and dark money. I mean, let, let, let's face the facts. These tech companies are not American brands. They're global brands. They're global brands. The reality. I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, what it's going to take. And, you know, in terms of um, this whole uh, Joe Biden thing um, and the whole Hunter thing, uh, the Senate's going to subpoena – I mean, no, they're not going to subpoena. They're investigating Hunter Biden's emails. But what, what, what does that do? You know how many times I've heard Lindsey Graham and all these fake Republicans, rhinos, all these losers say, 
Oh, we're going to do an investigation. We'll see. Oh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah. We'll let you know in a couple of days. Crickets, crickets, crickets. No, you got nothing. Yeah, figure. Oh, you know why you have nothing? I know why. Because they, the other opponent has dirt on you. And if you, that's how it works in D.C. If you rat somebody out, they're going to rat you out. Because they got dirt on you just like you got dirt on them. That's why it's a swamp. That's why it's this big cult. And they all go out to dinner together. They all go party together. They're all in bed together. I mean, they, they play, you know, theater politics during the daytime. But is, is that the actual reality? No. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hate politicians. I hate them. And the last thing I want to mention, I'm going to get to everybody on my panel. Um, amen with this. This was a big, big huge uh, headline that came out today. Obviously, it's been drawing a lot of controversy and a lot of headlines around the um, America. And just start, it's, you know, just lots of mixed emotions, lots of people angry, lots of people, you know, happy. Um, you know, there, there's just a big divide. But, um, should, you know, the state of Illinois did the right thing with um, – Acquitting uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, saying they're not they're not going to um, they're not going to pursue charges. Uh, he he was in the right. He defended himself, and um, you know just once again, once again, we we see how the mainstream fake media spins the narrative weeks ago without knowing all the facts, and then this guy's vindicated. And oh, don't forget how many times they called him a white supremacist. I can't wait to see all these lawsuits. I can't wait. Because, they, first of all, he's not a white supremacist. Second of all, uh, they didn't have any proof of that. And third of all, you can't slander somebody's name. I mean, look at, look at the Covington kid. The Covington kid became the richest paid dude at CNN after the lawsuit. I mean, he, they, CNN's too embarrassed to say what they paid out. But that, that kid is set for about 100 lifetimes, from what I've heard. So, get, you know, get ready for these lawsuits. Washington Post, CNN. All you scumbags, get ready to face the music, because it's coming. New York Times. And then, I, can't wait, I can't wait till ESPN's gone. There was a new report out today saying ESPN, Jim Cramer uh, says, and I, I love Jim Cramer um, on the stock channel. He's saying that Disney's reorganizing uh, because they're trying to get rid of ESPN. ESPN, I mean, do we all remember the great days of ESPN? We all remember when we could watch sports and watch all these great programs that were sports-oriented and had nothing to do with political bullshit, and we could actually go to sporting events because the reason we do that and we watch them is to not think about politics. You know, we don't want to hear what LeBron James or, you know, all these jerk-offs have to say, and we don't care. That's your own business. Do it off the field. Stop attention-seeking. And look at, look at what sports has done. ESPN, think about this. Really take this into consideration. ESPN may close down, may shut down forever. That's not a joke. Not a joke. They're suffering so bad. They just had to lay off hundreds and hundreds of more employees. I mean, you, got, you, you know what? It just goes to show how most of these mainstream media channels, whatever it may be, are so out of touch with the everyday American. They really are. Um, I want to welcome to the show. I believe we have with us uh, U.S. congressional candidate from Florida, Dr. Eric Allier. Doctor, how are you? Hey, how are you doing, Rory? Thank you for having me on again. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely, my friend. Uh, how are you? What's new? What's the 411? Well, here in Northeast Florida, you know, we have a lot of things going on, uh, especially here with the election 
Uh, we have a lot of Trump rallies in, in a way with uh, a lot of the citizens are taking it upon themselves um, to go ahead and do it. We have, we are, last week there was a car uh, pretty much did a whole circle on Jacksonville, which is a huge area, um, strong yeah. Trump support. Um, we also yeah. have uh, another flotilla coming along. We also have people in golf carts uh, here in their communities. Um, you kind of name it. <laughs> people are out there and they're showing their support. And they want to go ahead and see a President Trump reelected and keep this economy going. Uh, and, you know, what I keep saying that the economy is uh, is closed, well, I don't know. From what we see here in Northeast Florida, there's a lot of traffic. <laughs> there's a lot of people moving around. It, 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 it's insane because now it's like doesn't matter what time of the day that you go around Jacksonville, uh, Florida, it, you're always going to yeah. see a lot of traffic. It, it's just like before you know we started closing down for covid so and it's been like that for what i've seen for almost like more than two months it's been really open and people have been going they've been going to work they've been doing their their thing so people are living their their lives normal and that's what they want so actually really strong support um, for having um you know the the president re-elected the economy you know everybody that's uh, running for office the republicans you know, keep keep pushing that in the economy because at the end of the day, people do care what's going into their bank account and going into their pockets, regardless of what all these Democrats and all these socialists are trying to go ahead and say. People want want that independence, and they're they're pushing for it, and they've been voting a lot. I know they keep putting that uh, so many people have voted already, but I can probably guarantee you there's a lot more Republican votes going into the to the Trump side to get them reelected. And this week should be very exciting, too, Rory, when it comes to the economy, because now we're having the earnings season. I know you follow the stock market like I do also, uh, to see what the companies, what they're reporting, uh, where they're down and out, uh, where some need actually the assistance and some would not, depending, such as like the airline industry trying to go ahead and make up. But uh, the traveling, you know, that's one of the things, the seasonal traveling may go ahead and pick up a little bit more. So it's a lot of things going on. And and uh, Sleepy Joe, of course, he's definitely sleeping because he doesn't see it. And now it's really interesting how the Kamala Harris, how her campaign is going to stop. I don't think it even began, but I guess they may stop it for like a little while. I don't even know it even started, but hey, see how that keeps going. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and Eric, you know how important Florida is. I mean, Florida's, you know, uh, one of the most important states that Trump needs to win. And, you know, um, Obviously, uh, the you know, you were talking about a little bit ago how um, the whole everybody's out there, everybody's doing their thing, everybody's living their life. And, I, you know, as of, I think, like less than a week ago, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, who I think is a, a fantastic governor, I think he's a great guy, and I think he's done a, yeah. a, a very good job, uh, he said no more mask mandates. So um, everybody can go out, enjoy their life, and there's been no um, – Spikes. There's been no spikes. There's been no new cases. I mean, everybody's healthy. Everybody's kind of, you know, um, seems like they've they've um, beat this thing in, down down there, and and pretty much in yeah, the USA man. everywhere. I just I just wish more governors uh, would do this would would follow the same lead, you know. Yeah, and you know it's really interesting how all the numbers that keep coming up, uh, Rory, but they never see the recovery. They never see how socially responsible people are. Uh, because, you know, I know some people that, yeah, they believe in it, they don't believe in it. But either case, from, you know, when I sometimes go out there and I see them, they believe it or not, they're still socially responsible. They're still going to social distance. 
They're so gonna gonna protect. They're gonna respect other people. So all this stuff that comes out in CNN, ABC, NBC, and all that nonsense that oh, uh, you know, people at the rally because I was here um, when the when the president came with the rally. And, you know, everybody was fine. <laughs> it was not an issue. Never seen like any of my friends or any of the the people that uh, we were there were following any constituents that they would say, oh my god, I got COVID because of the rally. It's 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 such a bad talking point with them. But I'm kind of curious to see how, even with Kamala Harris, what kind of nonsense she's going to come about because of everything that happened with her campaign now, of if she's going to stop campaigning. But I guarantee you, she ain't going to stop. So she's going to be a big hypocrite once again. (laughs) Once again, she's going to show her true colors of how much of a hypocrite she's going to be because we know it's too close to the election. And they know that they cannot gain ground like President Trump has. Right. No, I agree. I agree. And I want to know some, just some of your thoughts, some of your thoughts of, of um, my opening. I'm sure you have a few thoughts. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's insane um, when it comes with uh, with Biden, um, you know, with, with the vote by mail and, you know, all this nonsense that's going on. I know right now that you and part of your, your opening thoughts, um, you know, just to add something with, you know, just uh, – Hope to be here future Justice Barrett, how much they, they try to grill her. You know, they try to even, even Senator Hirono would try to come out with some cra- crazy questions about has she ever sexually assaulted or has been ever be, been accused or something like that. It, it's amazing how they try to yeah. defame somebody and, and try right. to basically just slander them. And such right. a political hit job with everything like that they hobby, try to it's like do. It's a hobby for them. It's like, it's like they sell their soul to the devil, and, and they, nothing's off limits. I mean, these people don't don't care what lives they ruin. I mean, they get as personal as possible. It's disgusting. Very disgusting. They want to, you know, they want to attack her family. They want to come and say something, but you know, she's a very decent human being. You know, a patriot. Right. You know, an American. She loves this country. So she's going to follow right. the law and, and rule by what the law is going to say, uh, you know. Yeah. So they try to try to smear her and all these kind of things. So I was watching that this whole week just to see how that's going to go and what type of ammo. And of course, they kept going with the ACA. That's one of the biggest things that they kept saying that the overruling and all this other stuff. But we already know a lot of the stuff. It's a bunch of nonsense. But they don't want to admit it. And of course, it's political season because they brought in the politics into this. If you look at it. Um, they, it wasn't supposed to have any politics when it comes to this nomination, but they just brought everything all out, and they were ready to go on the attack and try to just go in and see right. her. So that was very – it's disgusting what they do, and they try to target people. Because even here locally when we were campaigning and doing all kinds of yeah. things, that sometimes people take a picture, and then sometimes we've seen in some of the liberal websites, who is this person, yeah. where do they going to work at? And they were ready to go right. after them. So that's something that you always have to protect yourself because – these people, they try to right. go up for blood, and, even, and then they try to say that they're so civil, and they're not. And, and right. one of the things about here, when you look at these rallies and you go um, to all these places that people are supporting Trump, you know, people keep saying that, oh, minorities don't support Trump. There's a lot of strong support minorities here in Northeast Florida for President Trump. Oh, I yeah. mean, a lot. Yeah. A lot of Cubans. A lot of a Cubans lot. love Trump. Majority, majority of Cubans. I, I would say majority of majority of the Cuban population um, always vote conservative. I, I would say it's probably like, if I had to guess, I would, and I may be off, but I would say about six, 60, I would say majority dominant uh, Republican in, tor- in terms of the Cubans, they've always been working class because they escaped communism from Cuba, a lot of them. 
Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, we kept mentioning because we were in a campaign. I started even reminding, you know, other Hispanics that they come from different countries. Like, there's a reason why you left because it was more communism, wasn't it? <laughs> it was because of a big government takeover. It's like, don't bring that here. Don't vote for that. What are you doing? You know, basically waking right. them up. It's like, what are you doing? But, you know, the black communities here, the Hispanic communities, the Asian communities, you know, the Indian communities um, and that are here, there's a strong support. You know, there's strong capitalists, there's strong conservatives, and even some that they're just leaving the Democratic Party because they're just tired of it. They're just like, this is not what we want. They want to prosper. They want to pursue their happiness. And what that Democratic Party is bringing, it's definitely not that. They're bringing more socialism. And basically, if you look at it, more modern-day slavery for everybody. Everybody. It doesn't matter who, how- what race you are. They're bringing it for everybody, which is nuts. And how ignorant is it? How ignorant is it that these stupid Americans, the ones on the left, the the, the, the ones that want to say they're socialists, these these leftists, I'm not even going to I'm not going to call them Americans. I'm not going to call these liberals Americans because they're not. But how, how how ignorant and how uneducated when they they want to try to contradict or question uh, other minorities who have actually came from countries and have lived through socialism. And they want to say, oh, well, no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. I mean, this is the kind of liberal indoctrination education bullshit. These millennials don't have a, a goddamn clue. Most of them. I and mean, I'm not necessarily saying it's all their fault because they have all these professors that are, are just shoving it down their frickin' throats. Holy yeah, shit. and even like, teachers, right, in, in the school. It's unbelievable. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, even teachers in the school and even the leadership um, here in, uh, in the Duval County, um, you know, the, yeah. the leadership, sometimes they they just try to go ahead and shove some of this nonsense, like write essays, you know, uh, about, uh, you know, social injustice and all this racial injustice. You know, they try to make it seem like there's a yeah. there's a huge, pen, you know, epidemic of it, which is not. It's like this is all being boiled up by the media and by the news and these Democrats that they're trying to say something to people that they don't even see. You know, some of the things that you know, when I go out there and like I, I remind people is, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors, talk to your coworkers. What they're saying that the world is in the media is not really what's actually happening. People want to live their lives. They want to spend their time with their families. They want to enjoy their vacations. They want to enjoy their time. They're not looking at, oh, what color are you or where are you coming from? You know, they don't do that. That's very immature at the end of the day if you look at it, if the, that's the way that they think. But, yeah, it's that they're trying to do a hard sell, but at the end of the day, they're going to so flip her. I think that this election is going to be over by the time Texas calls it, in my opinion. <laughs> and so uh, it's going to be very interesting. No, absolutely. I agree. I agree with you. And I want to go back real quick um, before I get to the next person. I just want to ask you, um, you know, in regards to this whole Amy Barrett thing, you know, just imagine, just imagine, I mean, you know, we all know that, and I'm a Catholic, I'm a proud Catholic. I went to Catholic grade school. I went to Catholic high school. I, uh, you know, it's the best, it's the best religion in the world. And it's the most popular. If you look it up, there's more Catholics than there are anyone, and that, that's, that, those are honest stats. And in reality, it's the most attacked and the most crucified because people are jealous. And imagine if 
it was a Jew or a Muslim sitting in that seat, and you had a Catholic trying to talk about her religion. The whole, I think the, I think the roles would be strongly reversed, and I, and I think there would be, uh, all, you know, just bloody murder being screamed on every news channel. The Catholic, they can attack them all day. A Christian. Yeah, I'm a Catholic know? too, and it's really interesting that they would even insinuate that and they will even bring the faith it was very disgusting how they try to bring that along at, at the end of the day it, it's and that's the thing it's like the left they have no boundaries and they think they're above the law that they could come right. at you with every little single thing on there it, it, it's yeah. it's it's insane it's insane and they're not going to stop and you know even with joe biden when he was talking about like he doesn't even want to answer the, the question with core packing. You know he wants to do core packing because he knows that the <laughs> American people, they don't want that. So they try to change the rules, and they try to abuse their power. You know, that's another thing that's going to keep coming along, that they keep saying, oh, the president doesn't have the power to nominate a judge. Yes, he does. He surely does. It's in the Constitution, right. but they don't like it. And so they want to go ahead right. and change the whole rules for everybody because technically they change the rules on all this. And now it's coming to bite them in the butt. <laughs> and now they don't like it. No, I hear you. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It's so true. It's so true. Eric, uh, stay with us. Uh, tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get involved. Um, my website is ericforcongress.com. It's E-R-I-C-K-F-O-R, congress.com. You'll find my information there, phone number, email. Always go there and send me a shout-out, you know, at the end of the day. It's for the future. It's for America's future. That's what we're about and bringing solutions. Thank you, Rory. I love it, man. We need, I love it. And we need, we need guys like you in there fighting for our country. I mean, you're a true patriot. Uh, you know, you, you just you stand for everything that um, America, you know, uh, needs to uh, regain. We, you know, we need to put back a lot of our signature values and our, you know, uh, traditions that, 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 uh, we were founded upon, you know, uh, and it, it's sad how um, there's so much satanic and, and devil, um, mm-hmm. you know, ideology being spread around uh, our country. I mean, it, it, we've we've really we've really taken um, a lot of bad bad paths and dangerous roads with some of these leftist ideologies and the way these brainwashing and indoctrination things uh, have have kind of just um, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's we like we need, and I love what Trump did. I love what Trump did in the sense that he he's opened the door, he's opened the road for people like you, businessmen, you know, outsiders to run for office. Because we know back in the day, uh, voting for politicians was the norm. That's 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 just what everybody did. We didn't we weren't we yes. weren't familiar mm-hmm. with with the outsider. You know, so that you know that's a really special gift. And uh, on both sides, on both sides, you know, Trump created that trend. You know, Trump woke woke up people, you know, certain people, certain people may not like Trump, but at least he uh, woke up uh, the whole outside, uh, you know, uh, situation. And now you see all these outsiders on the left running and on the right. So and I think it's going to get more more and more uh, common. And I've said on my show many times, the day of the politician is limited. It's very limited. Um, especially all the bullshit uh, that they've put us through on both sides and what we've witnessed, what we've, I mean, uh, everybody's fed up with these people. It doesn't matter which party you are. People are fed up. People are done with it. 
Yeah, and mostly yeah. they're fed up because people don't actually they don't do it in a way you know promises made, promises kept. They don't look at the solutions. They keep putting more of the problems at the end of the day, and that's a really huge. Um, it, you know, it's really really big because I, I I served the Navy uh, for 20 years and I retired in 2016. And I really didn't yeah. see a lot of this stuff until after I, I retired from the Navy and I started looking at all these things. And I'm like, wow, is this the world? Is this what I've been defending the whole time? It's insane. So at that time, you know, President Trump came about, which was, you know, a godsend. It gave me a lot of hope after I retired. It's like, okay, maybe something yeah. will get done after being in, right. in, in, in the Navy. And a lot of us are veterans that we've been there that we don't really see a lot of what's going on outside because we're serving our country. We're doing it proudly, we're taking our orders, and we're making it happen. And yeah. you're going to know a lot of veterans. If you talk to veterans, that's what they do. We just we get our job done. Win is the only thing we know how to do. So it's really it's interesting true. when you retire, you separate from the service of what you actually seen. Amen. Amen, man. And, and I'll, as always, I always tell you this, you know, uh, thank you for your service. Um, I, I say that to every, every military member. And uh, I know, I know. Once you get to DC, uh, you will uh, drain the swamp, and you will bring us back to sanity and bring us back to uh, a proper, uh, civilized society. Um, I want to welcome and I want to welcome to the program. I believe he's with us right now. We have former uh, campaign manager, uh, former Massachusetts state director. I mean, for the Trump campaign, Dean Cavarada. Dean, how are you? Rory, good to hear from you. Nice to be on your show again. How's it going? I'm doing well, man. How about you? I know you're working on a lot of stuff. I know you started a company. I believe you started a company or or on the board with something called Open uh, America Pack or something. I know you've been working on a lot of different things. And Trump and Trump, uh, Trump 2020. Uh, you're doing a lot with with their with their agenda. I mean, you're all over the place. Fill, fill us in. Give us the 411. What's the rundown? Well, Rory, uh, being a, a conservative in Massachusetts, uh, you have to uh, stay on the offense and not be on the defense. Uh, we started uh, as the lockdowns continued and as we were dealing with the pandemic, uh, it, it became obvious that you know the the New York Cuomo approach wasn't going to work. And at some point, like the president's been saying, you have to reopen the country uh, smartly and you have to get back to living your lives. So we started Open America PAC um, to kind of promote the small businesses that were taking it on the chin and, and try to communicate the other side of this narrative that, you know, open-ended, endless lockdowns is the only way to go. And lo and behold, as we heard from the WHO uh, not too long ago in the news, that permanent lockdowns is not the solution to fighting COVID-19. And uh, like the president said tonight in his town hall, at some point, you know, uh, we have to learn to uh, walk and chew gum at the same time and deal with the COVID-19 while uh, not destroying the economy. And I also think that's going to be one of Biden's uh, biggest uh, hurdles is, you know, to try to convince Americans that he's not going to shut us down again. And uh, uh, Laura Ingram and others have been on this, and I think it's a powerful message. So we're working on that. We're trying to help our uh, candidates in New Hampshire. Uh, a bogus Boston Globe poll came out not too long ago that, that said that uh, Biden was ahead plus 10 in New Hampshire. 
I want uh, anyone listening tonight to not believe that. It's in line with the other fake polls. And as you know, as someone involved in the 2016 campaign, uh, uh, this is something that I dealt with last time. And so history is repeating itself. Um, they, most of these media polls oversample the Democratic uh, audience and uh, do it to uh, demoralize us. So uh, New Hampshire's not 10 points. This is a very close election. In Arizona and the Southwest and other parts of the country, obviously the battleground states you mentioned, uh, you know, for for the president, it's all about Florida, it's all about Pennsylvania, it's all about North Carolina, and uh, putting Biden on the defense uh, rather than himself. So uh, we're we're plugging away here, and, uh, you know, we're not just taking on the Democrats, we're taking on the media, taking on big tech, and uh, their actions lately are over the top. And the thing that's most amazing to me, Rory, is – when they overpush, when they overplay their hand, when they show their bias, all they're doing is motivating uh, Trump supporters and voters to get out, to bring their friends and vote on Election Day. You know, we used to have an Election Day in this country where it's the Election Day. And I think you're going to yeah. see uh, President Trump be very successful on November 3rd. And boy, uh, hats off to Savannah Guthrie tonight. Uh, my take on the town hall, if you want to call it that, was she was one of the biggest motivators for the Trump get out the vote effort. Because when people see the, the unfairness, uh, they can personalize Quiet. that. They understand that he's not getting a fair shake. And what it's doing yeah. is it's really driving and motivating uh, our voters because they've had enough. Like you said in your opening monologue, they, they cannot take uh, the, the treatment of the president and then the, and the kid gloves of Biden, and I think it's going to have a, a boomerang effect. And, 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 you know, Dean, you bring up a good point, because we saw the same thing happen in 2016. I mean, the, the, um, the American people are not stupid. They're not, they're not going to buy in to, to this, at least the majority, are not going to buy into this whole biased, bullshit media. I mean, obviously you have some of those people that are brainwashed and stuck in their ways, but I mean, it, the media tried to play this game in 2016, and uh, they failed. And, uh, you know, we saw at this time in 2016 that Hillary was leading double digits in the polls. The polls mean nothing. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we shouldn't even have polls. But the only reason we have them, it's all money-driven. I mean, they're all, they're all fixed. They're all, you know, uh, done a certain way to, to uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To, um, to skew the vote, suppress, to suppress the vote, to, to, to really, you know, um, make people not as enthused. And it's, it's not working because you're seeing less than you're seeing like what, maybe 10 or less people at a Biden rally. You're seeing thousands at Trump rallies everywhere. Yeah, you know, you, the numbers for the Trump rallies are even uh, bigger than they were in 2016, Rory. And uh, what the what the campaign's doing is they're IDing the vote and they're using the data from the rallies to help uh, uh, get people out to the polls and it's very effective. So uh, what, the president's an amazing campaigner. He'll uh, ratchet up his uh, work uh, schedule uh, now that he's cleared uh, COVID and, and whipped that along with everything else. And um, he will they will use uh, the rallies to help uh, boost their numbers and get people to the polls and. Uh, the other thing that's pretty amazing is how n- many new voters come out to the rallies, how many uh, Democrats, how many uh, first-time voters come out. And we're tracking all of that, and that data is incredibly helpful. Uh, they started doing that early on in the 2016 primaries, and the Trump uh, campaign uh, has really uh, honed that practice. 
and the GOP has done an amazing job with new voter registrations. And so all of that motivates me and gets me excited about Election Day. Uh, but it only works if people in your audience and others and on social media get out and vote and bring someone with them. Uh, our enthusiasm is, is, a, is a factor, a big force, and I think it's going to be one of the winning forces this year because people are not excited about Joe Biden. Uh, Hillary Clinton, for all of her mistakes, uh, ran a $1 billion campaign and was the former first lady and, and, and Obama uh, cabinet member. And I don't see that enthusiasm. And with, when you when you couple that with the outreach that the Trump campaign has done uh, into the African-American community and the Hispanic community, uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, and then when you couple that with uh, conservatives and Republicans just besides them, themselves over the unfairness, uh, and people are going to vote their pocketbooks, they're going to vote their enthusiasm, and I think we're going to be very successful. Is there a chance... You know, I know Boston. I know Boston. You know, is very liberal, but and they make up a lot of the vote. Uh, you know, I love how, I love the accents in Boston. By the way, Hobbit, Hobbit, um, the way they say things. I just love it, man. I, I love the I love that whole persona. But I mean, I know a lot of uh, Boston is liberal, and just like New York City and all these other big cities in these states, they make up a lot of the vote, um, and that's a problem. But if you go in the outskirts like the suburbs of Boston with a hardworking class in different parts of Massachusetts, you're going to find a lot more conservatives. So my question, could Trump win uh, Massachusetts? Yeah, anything's possible, Rory. I, I, I'm never going to say never. Uh, one issue that I know that we can build off of here is the law and order issues and uh, what happened over the summer with riots and uh, the treatment of the police and, and how the, uh, the left, left-wing Democrats have embraced the defund the police movement. Uh, I really think that the back the blue uh, effort that we're trying to push here is, is something to build on where, you know, you can run uh, candidates uh, for city council and, and, and into urban areas talking about the fact that we have to stand behind our police. Uh, we started a federal super PAC called back the blue pack, uh, net is our website back the blue net where we're going to try to recruit uh, people to run uh, locally uh, in Massachusetts and, and in New England to help to support their police officers, recruit uh, retired police officers to run for office, to be part of the conversation. Uh, again, that's a big issue that, you know, lately because of the COVID and the president's diagnosis uh, may have taken a back seat, but it's on the minds of a lot of people that dealt with the rallies, a lot of the businesses that were affected. And I think you're going to see that play out uh, along with the president's willingness to reopen. And let's not forget that he has a great story to tell on the pandemic that, you know, all of these therapeutics, one of which he took uh, to help him uh, get back to uh, on his feet so quickly that he'll mention in the final debate next week. Uh, this was under the Trump administration. Then in, in less than six months, all the therapeutics and the race for a vaccine are more than uh, uh, close to finish. And that is important, and, and he, he doesn't have to take a backseat to Biden on that issue, who really doesn't offer anything specific as to what he would have done differently. So that, that is a farce. Uh, Biden's uh, position with law enforcement is a joke. I remember in the first debate, Trump called him out effectively for not even identifying one law enforcement group supporting him. Uh, that right at issue in, in suburbia is very effective. And yes. uh, the schools, Trump, Trump wants the schools to reopen. We cannot have remote learning indefinitely. Uh, 
uh, right. for the health and well-being of our kids. And I think that's another issue for us conservatives uh, to really take to the Democrats uh, before the election and after the election. And to be honest with you, you know, you know, we've come, we've come to a time where, you know, there's a lot of voters that may not like everything Trump does, like a lot of these moderates, but they know it's a hell of a lot better than communism. And that, that this is what we're seeing from some of these suburban voters, you know, uh, especially a lot of these su- suburban moms and these women voters. And I think it's really um, sending a message. Um, you know, other, obviously other groups are waking up to it too. I think more and more, you know, and, and the, the, like you said, the, the school thing's a big issue. Um, and, and that's, that's the Democrats want to continue that as long as possible. I mean, it's a mess. It really is. Yeah, no, it's going to be fascinating to see, see the results, Corey, uh, Rory, because, um, uh, you know, Trump, as you know, carried 75% of the counties in 2016 compared to Hillary. 75% yeah. of all U.S. counties were red when you look at the famous 2016 map. And the idea that Joe Biden is going to somehow uh, gain on Trump uh, in, a, in, in a lot of those rural counties is a huge hurdle. Um, and, and he has not uh, sealed the deal at all. Uh, and then when you factor in the fact that he's got to uh, outperform Hillary in the urban areas, uh, there's no, you know, don't, don't, don't be fooled by all of the media saying that early voting is somehow indicative of helping Biden. I mean, basically what it is is both, both campaigns are banking some of their, hopefully, and (laughs) this is a big hope, hopeful is that, you know, people don't can't vote twice. So, you know, when you go down to Miami Dade County in Florida, you know, Biden really has to somehow uh, improve on Hillary's performance. When you go to uh, Philadelphia, Biden has to knock it out of the park. Otherwise, Pennsylvania's in the Trump column. Uh, when you go to North Carolina, somehow Biden's going to have to convince people that he's as exciting as Barack Obama with African-American voters. He's not. So uh, Republicans, conservatives, independents uh, listening to your show and elsewhere have to really just exercise their constitutional right to vote. Bias media, the best way to get back at big tech uh, yeah. is to vote uh, vote on November 3rd and just say enough is enough. Because I guarantee one thing, four more years of Donald Trump is one hell of a better check and balance than Joe Biden, who's just going to fall over for everybody. Amen. Amen, Dean. Amen. And uh, I love having you with us. Stay with us if you can. Uh, tell everybody where they can connect with you and find you and all that good stuff. Absolutely, Rory. Thank you very much. Uh, my Twitter handle is Dean Cav, at Dean Cav, D-E-A-N-C-A-V. And uh, my consulting website is jxsclc.com. And it's always great to talk to you, and I hope you guys are doing well out there on the West Coast. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate you. Stay with us. we still got a, a, a long show, a lot of great guests. Um, I want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us, Florida Congressman Anthony Sabatini, a uh, good friend of the show. We uh, haven't had him on in a while. Congressman, how are you? Hold on a second. I don't know what's going on. One second, guys. Give me one second. Let's see here. Make sure I have him on. He's not with us right now. I don't know. 
let's go to make sure hold on, I'm making sure all the Okay. Now now I know now I know. Um I believe we have let's see. We have US congressional uh candidate from Maryland. Sorry guys about the mix up. There was some technical stuff going on. Like the phone lines were going in and out, like stuff was disappearing and popping back up. But we have US congressional candidate from Maryland, uh Tim Faisenbaker. Tim, how are you? What's going on, buddy? Oh, I'm doing well, Rory. It was probably the uh deep state that was tapping into your program here, so Always got to watch I don't out know, for them. Man. It, just, it was like for like 20 seconds, like stuff was just on the screen. It was like going, the phone numbers were coming in, they were going out, they were disappearing. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So uh, one thing I wanted to talk about that you were talking about earlier with, with the censorship that's been going on and uh, and how this relates to everything is we. I, I want to step back, you know, four years ago first. And I remember, you know, in the very beginning – Got on the scene. I remember what we heard when Obama first ran in 08. So back or back in yeah, back in 08. And it was if you always look at the enthusiasm, that is the best indicator of how someone is going to perform in uh, a presidential race. And we right. saw that with Obama. And and I I said right in the beginning, Trump is going to win. He had all the momentum. He had the people behind him, which was more important than the party or anything. And you're seeing it even more this time. His numbers are going to be more than I think it was 63 million that he got last time. He's going to surpass that. And Biden's lack of enthusiasm is is even lower than Hillary, if anyone can believe that. But what the tech companies are doing is they are trying to protect uh, Biden and this whole Hunter uh, email picture handle. You know, and uh, a lot of people might remember Dr. David Samadhi. He used to be on Fox News and he was on the medical A team, uh, he, he and I are good friends, talking to him last night, and he was censored on Twitter for posting the same yeah. things. And it's yeah. going on everywhere, automatically blocked. This is what happens in communist countries. So if anybody out there is on the fence, you know, you might hate Trump. You might think he's a jerk or whatever. But understand, he's fighting for us. And if we don't vote him in this time and we get a Biden you're going to have more censorship. This will be China where or, or Cuba where they limit, they limit what you can see on the internet. That is not what America means. We must right. get out and vote and, and do what we need to do for you know and vote for Donald Trump or else America will be gone as we know it and it will not come back. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because I heard you uh, talking about some of that at the very beginning and you know very, very important that you know we get that out there. Yeah. Absolutely. And just, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts about what's going on. Yeah. So actually, so just to recap some people, if you haven't heard me before, you know, I was running for Congress here in, in Maryland, and uh, you know, the, the party ran the state senator to try to stop me because I'm not a, a party person either. And, and tell, we were tell everybody, first... and by the way, you only, you only lost by like a few hundred votes. I mean, you pretty much had the nominee. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thought I was going to win, hands down. You know, it, we I lost by 819 votes, and this was a, it became a race of seven people. And we had a state delegate, we had a state senator, we had uh, some people who worked in the White House. You know, we're close to D.C. You got a lot of these people there, and everyone was completely shocked. But what happened was Maryland was one of the first states to start 
with this mail-in ballot situation. And for 30 days, we did not know who was the winner. And my numbers kept going up and down. And we weren't allowed to go in and watch them out the votes, but we were allowed to watch through Zoom or some other type of channel like that. And we're watching people falling asleep as they're counting ballots. You know, they're throwing away ballots. We don't know what, what, why they're throwing away. We can't get those answers. So this is just a microcosm of what's going to happen nationally. Right. So right. What, of, all, of all things, before, before your program started today, I got a message from the Board of Elections here in Maryland that they are still mm-hmm. receiving votes from the primary back in June, June 2nd, that, are, that they're finding now in the State Board of Elections, and obviously they're being thrown away. So, you know, what's it been, I don't know, four months since, since then? And it took a month for them to even certify a winner. And, you know, three months after that, they're still finding ballots. So this is just what's, what's the precursor to what's going to happen. That's why after that whole debacle happened, I, I started going around the country and talking about this happened in Maryland. It's going to happen in your state, and it's going to happen in our country. So we started what we call free and fair, freeandfairelection.org, which is basically to educate people about what really is going on versus uh, – Mail-in ballots versus absentee ballots, and why we should be voting. Uh, it is going to be at the bottom. I encourage everybody follow President Trump's request. Get out and vote on November third. Show up in masses. You know, shut down these these facilities, and they realize we have way too many people voting. We can't handle it, and make them stay with them. This is a way that people can can make their voices heard, and it, it, we have to do it because if we don't, they're stealing the election. We see it happening right in front of us. We cannot allow it to happen. So, yeah, that, that everybody be aware of anything that that the left tries to do when it comes to elections. If they can't change the hearts and minds, they will just steal it and force you to follow their way. It's extremely important that we do this. So, um, yeah. It, Otherwise, I didn't get to see the uh, debate yet either, or the town hall forum. You know, and I'm always leery of conservatives going on these types of programs, like something with NBC, um, and that Savannah Guthrie, I think, was the uh, moderator. But you know, I'm going to watch it probably after after you know, your program here, Rory. But um, you know, I've already saw comments about how it seems like Savannah was being aggressive towards Trump instead of being a non-issue. Moderators are supposed to be non-issues. They're there to facilitate questions, uh, you know, be even, not be part of the, the discussion with with the candidates. And I'm sure when we go look, you know, I'm sure Biden wasn't asked about his connections with Ukraine with Hunter or his, the China dealings or his "you ain't black" comment, all these types of things. Nothing. But, they didn't ask him anything about it. They just little George Stephanopoulos, little Georgie, <laughs> that little little leprechaun, didn't ask him anything about it. Just avoided it. I can't stand yeah. that guy. He's the most pompous, ignorant, arrogant scum. I mean, he's the scum yep. of the media. He really is. And and for people who don't know, Georgie worked. I believe he was press he secretary for. Yeah, he, he worked for Clinton. Very partisan. Uh, you know, it's like we want we want a debate. We want open conversation to make a real decision. We don't want the press to make the news and influence these decisions. We can't get real answers a lot of times from candidates because everything is shaped in the narrative that the press wants. They all have an objective. 
So, right. you know, I, I, I don't understand a lot of times why, you know, someone like President Trump or other conservatives will go on programs like that. I see that they're, they're trying to reach a different base, but they never get a fair share. So yeah. you know, there has to be programs like, like the Rory Sarter Show or, you know, other programs out there that will give a fair shake. Um, and we saw we saw President Trump go on programs like I, I believe he was on Alex Jones when he was running four years ago, you know things that weren't main, mainstream, but a lot of people knew, you know, at, at these programs, and they said, you know what, I'm going to tune in. Um, so President Trump gave a voice to a lot of other programs, but um, it, that's a way to reach people that really can vote and support our, our mission without going to the liberals because the liberals a lot of times the way that we attack. And try to, to get our message into them, it doesn't work because it is always filtered by the left and the media's narrative. We have to find other ways to get to them, but we can't keep doing what we're doing. That's insanity, and we will always lose because they will shape the message. The press is very and powerful. Play, they'll keep play, and they'll keep playing the victim, and they'll take no accountability, and they'll blame, they'll blame what they're doing on us like they always do. Black yep. deflect the black. Yeah, in my past, I've talked about it before, but if, if no one's heard before, I was an executive in a mental health program, That I mean, in a mental health um, facility. So what, what you're talking about right there is called transparency. You see it with the left constantly, especially starting since LB, LBJ. They take what they actually believe, and they transfer it to someone else and say, well, we're going to say that you're the boogeyman because you believe what I believe, and I know what I believe is wrong. Or, or what I support might be wrong. So let's put it on you. It's and, and not to get too far into history, but like with FDR, when he was president, the the word conservative ended up being uh, branded onto modern day conservatives. We were classic liberals, but he knew the conservative the conservative word had a negative connotation to it at that time. So he took what they were doing, which was basically old-type conservative, which was keeping socialism uh, going, and he branded it onto what are now us, the, the former classic liberals. So they, will, they are very good at taking these mental messages and flipping the script and then all of a sudden trying to make the Republicans or conservatives the boogeymen and, and hiding their own discretions. And it's coming out with someone like Joe Biden who is dealing with some form of dementia. It's because what we're seeing is Joe Biden's true, more racist type beliefs coming out, and he's always saying you, you ain't black, or we're gonna put you all back in chains. Um, you have to have an Indian accent to be in Delaware. By the way, Maryland next, is next to Delaware. Delaware is not that heavily Indian, in case anyone's ever been there. Um, it's he right. is flipping what his his real intents are. It's almost like being drunk. You know, you're gonna say what you really believe a lot of times when you're drunk. Biden is slipping and saying what he really believes and what believes all of these people. He's not some type of modern-day progressive. He's an old-school progressive, which is just as bad. And he's no, real intentions. Yeah. I agree. I agree 100%. His intentions are, are, are terrible. I mean, he's awful. Um, please stay with us because there's a guest that can only be here for a select amount of time, but I want to get back to you and I want to talk to you more. Um, sure thing. Uh, stay with us. Stay with us. Um, and people can also. Where can people find you as well? You can find me at timfazenbaker.com or if you're on Twitter, America One Tim Faze, and uh, I'll definitely hang on, Roy. All right. Yeah, we still have an hour and a half left, so we still have a long time left. I'll be going. I'll be going late tonight. So 
I want to introduce to the show, um, I believe he's with us right now. Uh, we have DC Insider and best-selling author, best-selling author of the Permanent Coop, Lee Smith. Lee Smith, my buddy, welcome back. How are you, buddy? Hey, hey Rory, great to be with you. I don't know, I, I, I wouldn't say DC Insider. I, I, I live here in the Beltway, well, you know but I, I lot, wouldn't say DC Insider. You know a lot about inside. what's going on. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Okay. All right. Yeah, nice to be with I, I think, you. As, I think you're trying. Uh, I think you're. I think you were trying to hint at, like I, I was basically insinuating that you might have been part of the deep state or something, or part of the dirty <laughs> no. swamp. But no, no, that's not. That's not I just I wanted. To, I just wanted to clarify. I just wanted to clarify, so no one is uh, <laughs> no one is, is is thinking that I have you know that I have information on the uh, on the Lincoln assassination or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so, how are you doing? What's going on? The big news is. The big news is the Biden, uh, the Biden family. That's it. Yeah, dude. I mean, what, what do you think about this whole thing? I mean, they've been censoring this and keeping quiet as much as possible. They do not want to talk about this. Yeah, well, you know, I do have the, I have two chapters on Ukraine and the Bidens in, in in my new book, The Permanent Coup. And the way that I've read it for a while is that this is why Trump was impeached. They were burying. They were burying what the Bidens were doing in Ukraine. If you look at what happened, right, it's interesting. It's what the Democrats kind of specialize in. If you look at what was going on, uh, Joe Biden used the resources of the U.S. government, namely one, a $1 billion loan guarantee, to get leverage on a foreign government, Ukraine, to call off an investigation of his son. As this stuff started to come out, because of Joe Biden, as it started to come out, what did we see Democrats do starting in July? They said, oh, no, no, no. The real problem is that Donald Trump was using U.S. government resources, uh, military assistance to the same country, the government of Europe, Ukraine, to get an investigation to help him personally, an investigation of, of Biden corruption. So... It's fascinating now. We're getting to the bottom of it. We're getting more information. And basically, this is these are part of the roots of the Russiagate nonsense, but it's definitely how the impeachment started, right? The Democrats were concerned that this was coming out. And what did they do to play to block, to preempt? They turned this around on the president, and they ran, they ran an operation that looked like the whole dossier thing, Right. They got the whistleblower. They got the intelligence community inspector general involved. It appears now the FBI was involved. This is one of the things that we're learning. So that's how I see it. I mean, the more information that comes out, the more we, the, the clearer the picture we have of is how how Donald Trump has been targeted over the last uh, last four years. No, I hear you. And you know, what do you make of? This whole AG Barr. I mean, what a la- what a lazy ass, mm. right? I mean, he had over a year, him and Durham, but they 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 bowed down to the swamp. They gave in, and, and they, this should have been out long before election day. Yeah. And it's bullshit. I, I, this should, I, it, yeah, I don't, this, I, anybody I don't, should be livid. Well, I I I'm not sure if I'm livid. I'll 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 try to I'll try to play a moderate guy, and I'll say I'm frustrated. How's that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's he's lazy, but I'll say this. I'd say the job was 
the job was to get indictments before the election. Why? The point was not, this of course is being misreported in the mainstream press. The point was not to score a political victory for Trump targeting the wrongdoers. The point was these people, these people, not foreign governments, but American spies and the Clinton campaign interfered in the 2016 election, right? Yes. Going into 2020, if people see there was no price to pay for what happened four years ago, it's an invitation for people to try the same. And we see the different right. forces that are aligning now, whether it's retired Pentagon officials like James Mattis, whether it's retired intelligence officials, whether it's the press. So that's why I say it's a failure, because that was the job. The job was not to do the political work for the president. The job was to enforce the rule of law and discourage people from breaking the law again. That was it. It looks to me right now like it's a failure. No, I hear you. I hear you. And, and let me ask you, and I know you're on a limited time frame. Uh, let me ask you this before you go. I know you have to be off in the next couple of minutes, but. Um, I'm sorry. It's just, it's, just a, it's just a crazy thing. We've got, we've got a new baby here. And um, oh, no, I understand. so I, no, I, understand, but I love talking to you. It's just. No, I, I love talking to you too. But uh, before you go, I want to ask you this. Sure. The Hillary Clinton emails. What do you think about Mike Pompeo saying we're going to release those before Election Day? And what do you think it's going to be yeah. saying? And do you think do you think it'll be I anything that's like oh an oh my god? Do you think it'll be like an oh my god no. moment? Wow! Like, this is I think I or think this is no. I think this is something we'll be disappointed in. I I think if they had these things, I think they would have been released. I think that just the idea that he came up with these things and then the last couple of weeks. That doesn't make sense to me, but we'll see. I wouldn't raise my hopes for that. Here are the things that I think are big. I think these Biden emails are enormous because right. not only because of what it says about Joe Biden, but it penetrates the media's guard, right? The media has been protecting right. Joe Biden for several years. Yes. This is going right over their heads, right? Or, or again, right through their guard. So that's big. And yeah, I think if we can get some of these documents declassified, and I understand that's underway, but some of these documents declassified to show up the FBI with Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Lisa Page, and at the CIA, right. John Brennan, perhaps current director Gina Haspel, what they did, I think that'll be big news. So that's what I that's what I suggest your your listening audience um, be on the lookout for. Absolutely, absolutely. And, sir, it's always a pleasure having you here. Let's get you back soon when you have some more time. I look, I tell look, everybody where I look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can find you, get your book, all that Oh, yeah, stuff. sure. Just uh, just uh, Lee Smith, D.C., on both Parlor and Twitter. And um, the name of the new book, again, is The Permanent Coup, How uh, Enemies Foreign and Domestic Targeted the American President. And I always like to encourage people to – uh, patronize their local uh, independent bookseller if they have one. And if not, of course, they can get it from a whole bunch of online sellers like Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and Books A Million. But please, if you can, encourage uh, encourage local business like your local independent bookseller. I love it. I love it, man. Well, thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Lori, thanks very much. I really look forward to it. Bye. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. All right, man. 
I want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us, we have best-selling author and popular columnist, Matt Margolis. Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good, buddy. Good to have you back. Um, you know, it, it's, um, it's been a while. Uh, what's new? What's going on? Uh, what's what's the latest? Oh, uh, you know, the usual stuff. Uh, there, There's an election going on, so that's uh, keeping me pretty busy. Uh writing over at PJ Media, and uh, uh, I believe that I told you about this the last time I was on. I've been doing, uh, I've teamed up with an illustrator to do editorial cartoons, uh, and those are going well. We just started getting syndicated with Town Hall, and uh, so that's going great. And, uh, you know, just trying to do everything I can to uh, make sure that this election turns out the right way. Absolutely, and and tell us. And you're writing a lot of amazing pieces and and, and articles for Town Hall, and, and like just like bombshell reports. I mean, stuff that's so revealing. Uh, tell everybody about that. Well, you know, um, I, I try to write about uh, you know the important things that are going on, and, and, and you know, and add my perspective. Uh, I, I've done a lot of analytical pieces. Uh, uh, so, so some of my uh, my favorite ones have been regarding the coronavirus and uh, looking at the data. What does the data tell us that the media is not reporting? Uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump gets a bad rap for, for uh, you know how many deaths there have been. Uh, no, nobody seems to be giving uh, any attention to the fact that uh, we got 25, you know, roughly 25 uh, percent of the uh, deaths in the United States coming from just a, you know, a couple of states, you know, New York, New Jersey, for example, uh, you know, the, what, what's going on in this state, you know, and I, I live in New York state. I, I'm living under the, uh, the fascist uh, governor Cuomo, who's uh, yeah. absolutely destroying, destroying the state. And uh, yeah, his response to the coronavirus was, was quite literally the, the worst in the world. Uh, he had that disastrous uh, nursing home policy where uh, positive uh, coronavirus patients were, were, were put back into nursing homes where it, it, the, the virus just spread like crazy. Uh, it was He was one of only about five uh, governors that actually uh, uh, did this. However, he was the only governor that attempted to cover it up by uh, having uh, these these patients uh, that are in nursing homes that that died in hospitals not count as nursing home deaths. So you had uh, anywhere from uh, you know thir- half of the these deaths not either being kind of covered up by by these fake numbers or you know there there could be uh, even more seventy seventy percent. We're not quite sure yet, uh, but you know. Cuomo is going around the country right now. He just put out a book that's where he's basically lecturing to, the, to everybody about how great he was and what a good job he did. And uh, that's just not right. You know, the, 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 I've, I've looked at the numbers. I've, I've demonstrated just how bad his policies were. And, uh, you know, this is stuff that people need to know because uh, the same people that try to blame Trump for what, for, the response to the coronavirus, which which at, which overall on the federal level has has been very good, uh, but you know, uh, in, in reality, what we had was, you know, 50 separate states responded to the coronavirus on, on the on the at the state level with federal support, and so that's why we had such a disparity between 
you know, there'd be a small handful of states that did very poorly, like New York, like New Jersey, like Massachusetts and Connecticut, uh, and even, uh, you know, District of Columbia is another, is another uh, uh, place where, where we had a you know, not so great response. Uh, but, you know, many states, or most states, uh, handle it very well. They, they successfully flatten the curve. And uh, even now, despite a minor uptick in, in cases, we're, we're seeing uh, hospitalizations basically uh, staying down and, and deaths not, not reaching nearly the same levels uh, as they were earlier during the pandemic, uh, in, the early, in the early months of the pandemic. So uh, this is stuff that uh, the, the mainstream media has, has tried to cover up. Uh, the, even, even tonight, you know, uh, we heard uh, Savannah Guthrie imply that the, the United States has the, has the worst death rate in the world. We do not. We do not. Uh, there are uh, several other countries that do, and and I still say that if if you were to treat New York uh, and or New Jersey as a, as a separate country, or separate countries, yeah, we're, we're we're not even in the top ten. So uh, that's the kind of stuff that I like to do and, and like to write about. And you know, with the with the cartoons, we we cover all sorts of subjects. Yeah, and you've written you've written a bunch of books about just the corruption of what's going on. I mean, you wrote uh, several books about Obama um, and his, the, you know his presidency and how he he's the most you know obviously we all know that he's the most corrupt president in the history of politics. You also talked about in many of your other books about the corrupt FBI, the CIA, the the deep state. I mean, you go on and on. Tell everybody just about your your book career because it's pretty impressive. Um, you know, just well, everything uh, you do, man. I mean, you're 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 doing a lot of great things, and being the head of, I mean, you're pretty much the head writer of TJ Media too. Like like we just talked about, you know, you do a lot of the big stories that uh, break and that are uh, really trending. But but talk about your books though, because you kind of predicted in a lot of ways the future of what's going on now. I mean, what what's being exposed? Well, uh, my most successful book was uh, called the, the, the Worst President in History, The Legacy of Barack Obama. It came out a few years ago, and uh, that, that book still sells consistently. You know, it's been years. It first came out uh, in, geez, what was it? Uh, yeah, well, let's, let's put it this way. I started writing it after, the, after Barack Obama was first reelected. <laughs> Uh, it originally came out, I think, the, in 2013, and there was an update that was released uh, a little while later uh, in 2016. Uh, so in all that time, it uh, it has sold. It has been it has been it has been selling consistently. Uh, so you know it's it's been doing doing a great job. Uh, after that, uh, I wrote another book called The Scandalous Presidency of Barack Obama which uh, detailed uh, about 30 different scandals of the Obama presidency that, uh, yeah, I mean, you know how the media treats Obama's presidency. For for them, it was a scandal-free administration. It was not scandal-free, not at all. Uh, I document all those, uh, all the uh, key scandals uh, that that we were aware of at the time. Uh, I would, if I had the opportunity to right now, I would definitely take the book and update it because there's been a lot more that has come out since, since he has left office. Uh, and, uh, but unfortunately, uh, probably not going to get a chance to do that, but you know, uh, that's okay. Uh, I, I still keep writing books. After that, I wrote, uh, Trumping Obama, how, how President Trump saved us from Barack Obama's legacy. 
which uh, basically covered all the uh, things that that done to reverse uh, some of the worst policies of the Obama administration, uh, which was uh, another fun one to write. Uh, my most recent book is called Airborne, and, and uh, the subtitle of that one is how how the how the mainstream media or how how the liberal media uh, weaponized the coronavirus against Donald Trump. And that book uh, goes into detail about all the all the lies of of the mainstream media during the pandemic. Uh, I I decided to write this book when, but uh, like like probably you did uh, just like uh, similarly as I did uh, during the during those early months. You'd hear a story uh, that the mainstream media would say Trump did this, and oh how terrible. And then you'd find out like right afterwards that like oh that wasn't true at all. And I just kept getting tired of it. And uh, the thing is, is that even after the facts came out, there were enough people that were still repeating the lies and believing them to be true that I felt there needed to be a book documenting all these lies and, and getting the facts out there. So uh, that book came out a few months ago. Uh, it's still on sale now over at uh, Amazon.com, and, and I highly recommend people pick it up. Yeah, and, um, you know, you're doing you're doing a lot of stuff and, and and you know before before I let you go I have a couple I have a couple more questions to ask you so um, in terms of this whole scandal you've been writing about you know the corruption of Hillary you've been writing about the Bidens obviously you must be very disturbed that that you know big tech is censoring uh, the, this whole Hunter situation I mean it's absolutely atrocious. It, it really is. And, and you know, I, I think the great irony of this whole thing is that, you know, Facebook and Twitter and what, the, what they've done uh, really uh, created the opposite effect of what they probably had hoped for. Now, I, I, I'm familiar with, with, with big tech censorship. Um, a while back, uh, Facebook tried to throttle my ability to promote one of my books. Uh, and by writing about that, I actually increased the te- uh, attention towards my books and, and was able to see a nice uh, spike in sales from that. And I think what uh, we saw happen with uh, the New York Post story and, and how Twitter and Facebook handled it is all they did yeah. was inform the, the public, this is a bad story about Biden. We don't want you to read it. And, oh, but, and hey, guess what? You know, it's like, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, telling, telling a kid they can't eat candy, you know. Uh, the kid wants the candy once once you uh, can't have it, uh, and so it, it, it increases interest in the story because why don't they want people to read it? And uh, you know that we everyone knows that the big tech has has an has an agenda, the, a liberal agenda. So uh, you know, I, I think I heard I, uh, someone uh, say that uh, the, the story was uh, probably seven times big, got seven times bigger. Uh, after uh, Twitter and, and Facebook uh, tried to uh, censor the story. So it, it clearly the, the, their, their efforts backfired. And, uh, you know, this, this is not going to go away. And by, by their attempting to censor, it just proves how, how damaging the story really is to Joe Biden. And I think we're going right. to see a lot more coming. And uh, it'll be amusing to see how... Uh, uh, you know, social media uh, handles those because I don't think they can get away with doing this for every single uh, negative Biden story that comes out between now and the election because this is uh, this is a big problem. Now. We 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 got, we, we got uh, 
uh, Dorsey from from Twitter and Zuckerberg from Facebook being uh, subpoenaed. They're, they're gonna, I think they're gonna be showing up on Capitol Hill soon if they if they actually respond to them. Uh, so it, it, it's an interesting time, and you know we've we've got you know less than 20 days to the election, and this is a very serious thing where we're having uh, social media attempting to curate what people see. This is not what they. This is not the intention of of what of what these social media of what social media is supposed to be. You know, they're right. they're claiming that this that this is uh, you know dubious sources uh, for these stores, but it's like, well, I don't recall seeing Twitter and Facebook trying to prevent people from sharing the uh, the, the fake story that that uh, um, that Trump had had called uh, you know the people in the in the, uh, the soldiers in the French cemetery you know losers and suckers. Uh, a completely bogus story right. that was quickly refuted by uh, actual witnesses. Yeah. Uh, th- that yeah. that story was allowed just to be shared, oh. you know, endlessly without without anything. Uh, then there's the fact that there's the Trump tax return stories, which would probably uh, fall under the uh, you know the hack materials policy that Twitter cited. Uh, you know, not to mention the fact that uh, the leaking of tax returns is illegal. Uh, if, if if Twitter and Facebook had been consistent in their policies, they would have throttled those stories, but they didn't. So I think this is a very fair question that we have to ask about uh, about the yeah. social media companies and what they're doing. And uh, I think uh, that they might have bit off more than they can chew this time. No, I agree. I agree. And I got to get to the next guest here in a second. But last question before you go, what do you think the October surprise is going to be? Do you think there's going to be more than just this Hunter Biden thing? Do you think more revelations will come out? I mean, you're a, a very uh, informative uh, you know, you've been in, you've been in journalism for a long time. I mean, you're you're well you're well involved. You're well known. You write for you write for a lot of different outlets, and you've been you know this is this is your this is your art. You know, I'm just wondering your thoughts. Well, uh, from what I understand, uh, Rudy Giuliani says that everything that we've seen so far in the past day or two is just barely skimming the surface of, of the of the stuff that he has. So I think we're going to see a lot more. Uh, you know, we um, we know that there's this laptop with all these emails and other per- potentially damaging documents on it. Uh, I am right. I'm looking forward to this, yeah, especially after uh, that string of, of bogus negative stories about Trump that we uh, we we had to deal with, you know, not you know not too many short weeks ago. So uh, you know, it's nice to see uh, the tables turn a little bit, and uh, like looking forward to seeing uh, Joe Biden sweat a little. Amen. Amen. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, Matt, where they can connect with you, where they can uh, get your books, all that good stuff. Uh, I write regularly for pjmedia.com. You can check me out there. Uh, you can you can uh, find my books over at Amazon or go to mattmargolisrights.com, and I'll take you right there. And, of course, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my handle there is mattmargolis. And uh, I think that's basically. Oh, and uh, my political cartoons are Margolis and Cox cartoons. That's Margolis, M A R G O L I S and Cox C O X dot com. And uh, we are also, you know, as I said, syndicated over at Town Hall. I love it, man. I love it, man. Well, thank you for being with us, and let's have you back soon. Sounds good, man. All right, man. Take care. Um, I want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. We have speaker and Dr. Cordy Williams. Cordy, what's up, buddy? How are you, Rory? I'm doing well, man. It's good to have you back here. We always have fun when we talk. 
most importantly, Absolutely, though, how are brother, you? I'm what, honored. What's new? What, what's new, man? What's the latest? Well, uh, we launched a tour um, on September 12th was our first tour stop. Um, my organization, 1776 Forever Free, um, launched a campaign called the Freedom Tour USA. Um, and we hit five stops. Um, we're on that fifth stop right now. Um, we're on Saturday, um, two days from now. We are going to be at, um, we're going to start out at the National Monument at 12 o'clock. Um, and we are going to do a march, excuse me, a freedom march um, down 17th. We're going to take a right um, on 8th Street, which if you know anything about that, that is the, the BOM alleyway um, right behind the White House there. And then we're going to march back around to the, to the Ellipse. Um, and we are going to have a host of amazing speakers um, and just talk about yeah. freedom for everybody. doesn't matter, you know, gender, skin color. Um, it's just we're all countrymen and countrywomen and um, under the flag and under those patriotic uh, values that you and I grew up with and really just instilling those back in the heart, hearts and minds of the American people, but then giving them action steps um, like, like some of um, the people you've had on the show tonight, just the idea of getting involved and getting engaged um, we have to do that because as conservatives, and I don't even really call it that anymore because you and I both know there's swamp creatures on both sides, but as patriots, people that want to see a different America and don't want it to go towards socialism, um, you can't sit idly by anymore. Like even, even wearing a mask and some of these draconian Sleepy Joe tactics by the deep state, those are all things that are moving the needle towards um, Sleepy Creepy Uncle Joe um, stepping into office. And, and this is a beta test, honestly, of what it's going to look like um, if we're under, you know, more draconian rule, um, you know, by, by somebody like Sleepy. Oh, absolutely. No, 100%. I mean, this is the most important election of our lifetime. And you bring up a really good point when you say everyone, and I mean everyone, should utilize their voice. If they have a voice, speak. Get out there. Make a difference, you know, and a good way to do that is podcasting, getting on, you know, uh, different, you know, shows or, or whatever that may be, going to events, you know, speaking engagements. I mean, look at you, man. I mean, you started this whole movement, and you're capitalizing, and you're meeting all these great people, and you're networking, and you're making a difference for, for humanity, and you're, you're, you're saving the Trump 2020 agenda. I mean, you're really uh, contributing in a strong sense. Well, I'm, I'm really honored by that. And, you know, just so people know, I mean, I got into this because of my kids, because I'm a firm yeah. believer of when your why is the thing that motivates you, you can do anything you put your mind to. 100% you can. And I felt back into a wall, like a lot of, um, you know, I felt kind of choked um, and backed into a wall, um, like a lot of Americans out there with, with my business and the lockdowns and, you know, the COVID scan. Uh, you know, I just felt really, you know, I told my wife one day, I said, this is going to end one or two ways. Either we're going to go out of business, we're going to have to um, exercise our Second Amendment right, or we're going to fight back peacefully, the real peaceful protesting. And that's what we decided to do. And I just, I just want your viewers out there to know that you can get involved. Come into these rallies, some of those, you know, these talking heads out there, not you, but, but there's talking heads out there, and, and you know some of them. They're like, oh, the rallies don't yeah. do anything. Bull crap, they don't. Tell that to the crying moms and widowed moms and the people that come up to us 
thousands of people on these four tour stops. We were in Colorado. We were in Fort Pierce, Florida. We were in Sacramento. We were in St. Louis. And people are literally in tears saying, thank you for giving me like a will to live again. We've heard stories like that. People just crying on our shoulder that they were, that they were close to taking their own life. And, and now some of those people are running for their state and local governments. And, and that's what I would say to folks out there, like my friend Sonia Perez in Temecula, California. She's not a career politician, has no experience whatsoever, and she's probably going to win a city council seat. And what I want people to understand is look at how easy it was to get this liberal agenda out there. And now you have and, – and look how easy it was for mayors and city councils to just acquiesce to the – demands of these crazy governors out there like um polis uh who's in colorado i believe that idiot up in seattle uh, or or, uh, in washington state i I mean there's there's a laundry list of them and you can effectuate change in your local government by getting involved by sharing videos by liking the videos getting out there because you never know how far reaching what you think say or do can be and how it can affect the lives of millions of people just that one video that you send out it's so true. It's so true. And, you, you know, you bring, you brought up a point earlier that I wanted to, uh, you brought up something that I wanted to um, talk about. You know, you talk about people want to bitch and whine about conservatives having these large gatherings, but when these large protests happen, these radical protests, there's no word about it. I mean, it, they can't have it both nope. ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, Rory, and I'll give you an example. Have you ever known anybody that's tried to get a permit in Washington, D.C.? I think have about, not, but think I can about imagine, the, I can imagine the most, it's not very easy. Oh, my God, man. Think about the most miserable thing that you could have a doctor do to an area of your body that you don't want that doctor to, to even touch. Like, that's how intense it is. And yeah. they require that. I mean, that they want to say, oh, they want to say Trump. Yeah. They want to say Trump. They want to, and they want to say Trump's having another rally. He's. He's, he's exposing exactly. people to corona. Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter goes through, destroys the streets, yep. and they're all gathering no large permit. crowds. Yep. No permit, Go no ahead. arrests, no, no fencing. Well, well, it's just like literally that – and God bless the National Park Service, but I'm just being candid here. Like the restrictions for a hard-paying taxpayer like you or I to hold a freedom yeah. rally, to hold a unity rally, Right. We got through all of it, man, but, I, like, man, it was intense. And then you're watching on the news. It's like it's right now in America what we're fighting against. It's definitely freedom and socialism, but it's also why is it one group of people are treated a certain way and another group of people are treated a different way? I mean, I, I mean, I kind of think it's reverse racism. I really do. And and I hate to use an ugly word like that, but it, it, it really is. And I'm not saying – white on black i'm just saying like like there's there's even hispanics that are being discriminated against it's like there's this whole group of people that should have some type of entitlement and the law is different for them and honestly if you're going to go political for a second it's only one particular party and and what i want to do is just really with 1776 just level the playing field and get people to start to think like my best friend recently dominic reed came back into my life friends you know, probably until we were 21, 22 years old. And then we lost touch for about 15 years. And about three weeks ago, these, um, this movement allowed him to find me. Like we lost touch for 15, like literally 15 years. 
and he calls my office one day. After a 30-minute conversation, six days later, he's in Florida at one of our rallies. And Rory, for the first time in his life, he's going to vote. And guess who he's voting for? Donald J. Trump. And he's a black man. And, And his parents, his parents, they believe the media narrative. But guess what? Guess who they're following? They're following Cordy Williams because I'm standing for freedom, right? And that's what I mean about bringing people together. Don't have a Sleepy Joe and, and Trump conversation with them. Just ask them questions about where they want to be in 25 years, 20 years. What do they want their kids to have or not have? Right. And, and Cordy, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right on par. You're right on point. Absolutely. 100% correct. And I'll tell you something. You know, what's interesting, look at Ice Cube. I mean, a guy that grew up in Compton yeah. that years, you know, a couple of years ago, he rapped in a song that he wanted Trump put in jail, but now he's working with Trump because he woke up and he saw what was really going on, and Trump yep. actually came to him. Trump agreed to make a plan for the black community, and Ice Cube's like, okay, well, if we're going to get stuff done, then I'll, I'll work with you. And I, I, I respect that because Ice Cube is not being biased. He's not trying to play politics. He just wants to, you know, make things happen, and, and you, you got to, you got to admire that. And, and, and God bless Trump for taking the time. And the Democrats were trying to, uh, you know, put Ice Cube off like they didn't even care, and they're really showing their true colors. And we see all these different black people and minorities that are supporting Trump. I mean, look at Mastaval. Mastaval, the toughest, one of the toughest UFC fighters, is now speaking for Trump because uh, he came from communism, Cuba, uh, and he, and he, and he knows what it's like. And uh, who else? Uh, Dennis Rodman supports Trump. Uh, Mike Tyson supports Trump. Uh, Floyd Mayweather supports Trump. Uh, Kanye West supports Trump. Um, the, the names Jim Brown supports Trump. Uh, the names and, go on. And Rory, you know Wilder. what's sad? You know what's sad, man? And, and I totally agree with you, and you're totally right. But what's sad is that we even have to have that conversation. I know. Right? I like, know. how sad is it when, when that has to be? crazy. Here's what's crazy. The reason that's so significant is because those people have so much influence on the black community that the black community actually listens to them rather than, you know, I hate to say this, but a white man. You know what I mean? They'd rather hear it from somebody that lived in their shoes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, I totally get it. And and it it makes logical sense, but it's sad because it shows – it just shows what – what we've been brainwashed to believe for identity policy, 40 years, identity probably, politics. probably even longer than that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, somebody, I was on a show the other day and you know, the uh, host was, was asking me like, Hey, Dr. Cordy, you know, what do you think about, what do you think about school choice? And what do you think about homeschooling? And you know, we just went down the whole educational conversation about right. our kids. And he asked me personally, what am I going to do for my kids? Cause I've got a four year old and a two year old. And I said, well, sir, yeah. they're definitely not going to be in school. They're going to be homeschooled because when we start taking the father out of the home and the father is no longer the leader and the narrative of the ideology that we want our kids to have is now in the hands of somebody else, we're in trouble. And you're seeing the ramifications of that now, of this public school system that is controlled by one narrative. In California, you got, you know, these fifth graders learning about sexual acts that fifth graders aren't supposed to learn about the fourth graders aren't supposed to learn about. And that's what yeah. Adolf Newsom I mean, is doing. Trying, they're trying and to then, teach young kids about anal sex. I mean, what, what the hell mm-hmm. is going on with the education system? I mean, that people should I'm be thrown in jail sick. for that shit. 
I totally agree, that's dude. That's pedophilia. And I'm sure that's condoning, pedi- it, that's condoning pedophilia. Exactly, and I don't know the name of the number of the law, but you but you heard what Adolph Newsom did with the pedophilia law, and right? Then, oh, and Gavin Newsom and, in California. Sick. I'm in California, too. Right now, yeah, I, oh, I, you are? In, well, well, I have I call a house, I have a house in Phoenix. So, no, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something real quick. I got a house in Phoenix. <laughs> okay. I got a house in Phoenix. I got a house in Phoenix, Arizona. I live there part time, but I also live in Palm okay. Springs. I have a house in Palm Springs, California, which is mostly Republican. A lot of wealthy retirees. You know, it's it's nice down here. So, and I know the law you're about to talk about. There's a law that was signed by Newsom. You're talking about the 24 year old that can that can go have sex with a 14 year old, right? Yeah, yeah, that 10 year law. So, I mean, all you can do, the only thing you can say about that is that's demonic. And the other thing. The, the other thing that they're doing with the identity politics and, and kind of the cultural acquiescing or the social acquiescing is, and Scott Bayo was saying it beautifully on the recall town hall, because I'm in charge of the, 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 the recall conversations we have every week. I'm the moderator. You know, Scott Bayo was just talking about how everything that they're doing, and I asked them this and everybody on the panel agreed, this is all about votes. And when you start trying to right. get people illegally in, you start freeing prisoners, you start incentivizing yeah. people that everything's free. All you're trying to do is create a power structure where you get into power and then that one narrative, that one, I mean, that's a dictatorship. That's communism right there where you control where there's only one narrative, one opinion out there. There's one voice that matters and that's the only voice. And to the point of some of the other um, uh, folks that you had on the show tonight, like that's what we're seeing. I mean, Dude, we are being so scrutinized. I mean, look at Kaylee McEnally. Um, look at, you know, just, just even at my level, I don't even have the followers that she has. And we are just being screened and shadow banned everywhere. My team, they're yeah. just like, Doc, like literally we can't even comment on your post, Doc, when we comment for you. And I comment a lot on my own stuff, but I have a team too. You know, it, it gets out of hand. You can't comment on everything, right? And, and they're right. trying to comment and they can't do it. They'll notice two, two, three minutes later that, that the comment they posted is deleted. I'm telling yeah. you, they want one voice. And that's why, dude, and, and you've been moving the needle for a long time. We just got to get folks to understand that this is a war. It's an ideological it war. It's a psychological it really war. And, and, there, and there's Sick, no right. doubt about it. You're, you're absolutely right. You're right on par. And, 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 and Cordy, I, I always love having you with us. Uh, you're, you're an amazing uh, – wealth of information you have, you have great insight uh you're, you're a great value to the show uh, let's let's get you back on very soon and tell everybody where they can get involved where they can find you all that good stuff yeah well thanks Rory. you can go to 1776 foreverfree.com 1776foreverfree.com um the big thing we are a self-funded organization um i mean i've i've bootstrapped this whole thing um, and I do it all over again, but I took, I took my kid's savings, took about $80,000. It took me about 10 years to save. Um, and I funded this whole tour and Chris Lippy, my business partner and the co-founder, um, we're writing a book that's going to be 1776 forever free divided to United, a Patriot's journey. And that book is just going to entail. What are those attributes that our, uh, uh, our founding fathers had? in 1776 what are seven attributes that they have and what we're going to do is we're going to take seven stories over this tour that we've done and then we're going to give people six solutions on what they can do to start to change this ideological narrative 
Well, what you can do is go to 1776foreverfree.com, buy one of our Freedom Fighter T-shirts, and if you take $5 a month, $60 a year, and everybody were to contribute that's listening, that takes, that's, that's a huge contribution for us investing in your kids' freedom and trying to continue to move the needle. And you give me a bunch of compliments, dude. You've been doing this for a long time. I'm the tadpole of the conversation, but I appreciate you as a patriot um, and, and everything you do for, for humanity, dude. I really, really do. I can't say enough. Thank you to you. Well, God bless, God bless your soul, man. I'm a big fan of yours. I love you. And you and I should collaborate and uh, merge and do some, you know, uh, things together. I, I think there's a lot of projects uh, we need to discuss. Done. I'm in, bro. Sign Absolutely. me up 100%. I, I love collaborating with you. 100%. All right, man. Let's, let's do it, buddy. All right, man. Uh, everybody, Dr. Cordy Williams, we will talk to you soon, my friend. All right, Rory. Simplify. God bless you, man. Thank you, man. Everybody, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The Rory Sauter Show. Commercial break. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday's. The home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, getyourappbuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit the thedonaldjtrumpstore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. She's still the one for you, and Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines, and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain, as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. 
When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to it 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night coming to you live from... Palm Springs, California. I do want to welcome to the show, I believe we have with us right now, military expert uh, Stephen Mitchell. Stephen, good friend of mine. How are you, buddy? Hey, Roy. Good to, good to talk to you again. It's been a, been a little while. I've been busy myself. What's been going on? Yeah, I, was, uh, yeah, I, was working, uh, I, I was working for Norfolk Grumman for a long time. We're on a big line of business. I retired in July. So I started another project. So uh, now I'm working to build a, a distillery and uh, get that thing running by June next year. So that's what I'm doing in, on, on a daytime. The other thing I do a lot right now, though, because I'm obsessed with this election, is uh, is social media. So I'm on it and uh, trying to push and, and get as much out there as we can. I'm very optimistic about it. I, I, I mentioned the distillery just because I want to I say I would not be doing this project if I wasn't 100% convinced and confident that Donald J. Trump's going to win the election. If I thought for a second Biden was going to win this thing, I wouldn't be doing this project. Uh, So, you know, you see what your eyes are telling you, I think is true. The enthusiasm is out there. I follow a Twitter account called the Florida Dude 297, and uh, he's a pollster. He does a lot of real polls where he, he, uh, you know, takes the right percentages and, and, and makes sure he's polling people that are likely to vote. And uh, his polls are, are really showing some promising in things, and and uh, I believe them. And, and there's going to be some prize upset elections out there on election day, in congressional races and Senate races. I think we're going to we're going to win the House decisively. We're going to win the Senate and uh, and and or keep the Senate and grow our majority. And of course, Donald J. Trump's going to get reelected. So I'm convinced that's where we're going. I'm enthusiastic about it. And I tell you, the stuff you see with social media, you know, with the, with the tech companies and what they're doing, YouTube getting rid of a whole bunch of conservative news channels today, uh, they wouldn't be doing that and, and panicking like that if they thought they were ahead. And, and you know, all this suppression, you know, they're just they're going into complete panic mode, in my opinion. They realize they're getting beat and getting beat bad. And the other thing is they're throwing themselves in on one side completely. And because they've done that, they got a lot to lose when Trump wins his election. There's going to be a day of reckoning for these big tech companies, I think, coming very quickly. No, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I, I would hope so. I mean, it seems like these big tech companies have more power, and, you know, than, than the politicians do. I mean, these big, tech comp- these big tech companies around the world. I mean, look at how advanced and look at all the, all the dark money that pours into, into their systems. I mean, it's just like... It, it, it's, uh, it goes, and it go, it, you can't even, I mean, just thinking about it makes your head spin. I mean, it, it's, it's sickening. It's really hard to digest. Um, 
how dirty these companies really are. I mean, I've, you know, I'm, I, I've been in technology a long time. I, I know all about what, what goes on. I mean, I, I build apps. I build tracking devices. I can hack into systems. I mean, Silicon Valley is no joke. What, what, this, what these, these people are listening, they're, they're, they're watching us at our every single turn. Right. Yeah. No. I. I, I know. You know? I think. I think that got to be broken up. It's direct. And here's what's here's what's crazy though, Stephen. It's like when you have it, you know, devices like Alexa. I mean, people think, oh, Alexa, so convenient. No, they're spying on you. When you have even iPhones, even a computer right now, they're looking through my camera screen. I guarantee you. I mean, it's not a secret. I mean, these people are all over the place. And then I, I really think this, and this, this is something that not enough people talk about, but I think a lot of these tech companies are using, using artificial intelligence to study people's everyday life, and then they put it on social media, on their pages, to brainwash them or indoctrinate them. And, you know, we see how they're trying to silence certain news groups on, online. They don't want to show the truth about the Bidens. Uh, you know, they, they're very biased towards the Democrats. I mean, it, it's crazy. It's only a couple of weeks before an election. I mean, if this is not if this is not the biggest crime on earth, and I don't know what is. Well, you think about think about what Trump's fixing to accomplish. I mean, what he accomplished in sixteen was absolutely amazing, because he had all the you know the intelligence agencies were against him. You know, the executive branch had bought all their power against him. You know, he had the media against him. He had big tech against him, and yet he still won. Uh, and, and we're in that same battle now, only it, it's, it's ramped up because they're really desperate because they realize if he wins again, they may never win. They won't be able to pull in all their, you know, their insurance things you were talking about a little bit earlier about making sure they can stay in power forever uh, because they've got all the illegal aliens and everything else. They're not going to be able to pull that off if Trump wins again. And, and they're not going to be able to hold the Russian hoax over his head for the next three years. So no telling what he's going to get done and what he's going to expose. So I'm not real worried, uh, you know, about the fact that, that Durham hadn't come out with a bunch of stuff yet because uh, I think part of that may be the conversations in the White House is they is they're confident they've got their internal polls they know they're winning and they know that they're not in a hurry and they're gonna they're gonna get this thing wrapped up, dot all the I's, cross all the T's, you know, and when they start indicting people, it's gonna really make some people's head rolls. So I'm I'm optimistic that that's that's what's going on behind the scenes. No, I hear I hear you I hear you. And, and let, let me ask you. I mean, so in in terms of this whole election, I mean, doesn't the voter fraud scare the hell out of you? I mean, that's the only way they can win fair and square. I mean, that's the only way, and that's the only thing I'm worried about. I mean, in a in a in a normal society. If tech was wasn't so advanced, if all these different in, you know realms or different areas weren't so evolved, and I mean you know that would be that would be one thing. But they have so many different resources and ways they can cheat. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what their plan is. And the counter to that is is, is the fact that the Trump voters are so enthusiastic and they realize they're going to try and do that. That, that we've got a lot of people that are going to vote in this election for Donald Trump that haven't voted in the last four elections and they didn't vote for him in 2016. 
and nobody's a lot. Very many people are tracking that. You know, I love reading the, his campaign manager's emails after these rallies to see the makeup of the audience. You know, and how many of them were Democrats, and how many of them hadn't voted in four years, and how many of them didn't vote in sixteen, but they came to a rally. You know, that 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 rally is a, a microcosm of what's actually going on across the country, and there are going to be a lot of surprise votes that the Democrats aren't counting on. And the only way that Trump gets this thing won and done, and I think that's where it's going, is it's got to be. Uh, such a big turnout for him that they look at that and they say, okay, there's no way we can cheat for this. We can't. Our lawyers that we try to get out and try to turn this, it's not going to work. You know, it, all this other stuff, it's not going to work. The margin's just too big. We cannot overcome that margin, and that's that's what's got to happen. People have to go out and vote. You got to be enthusiastic. I've been getting, uh, you know, cousins and others registered to vote. They're going to go vote who've never, you know, haven't voted before. You know, they're kids in their, in their, you know, late 30s. And so they're going to go out and vote. There's a lot of surprises like that that are out there. The Republicans have been outraged from the Democrats big time. So I'm I'm really hopeful. I think that's where it's going to go. Uh, it's going to, you know, I love Trump said the other day, uh, other night uh, at his rally, he said, we have to vote them into oblivion. And so I made that a whole hashtag, vote them into oblivion, been using it on Twitter. Uh, that That's exactly what we got to do this election. Up and down a ticket in the House, in the Senate, and him re-winning the presidency again for four more years. You know, I agree. I agree, and um, no, you're you're right. And, and you know, I want to I want to ask you, you know, your military experience. You, you know a lot about you know being over, being overseas and and just the Middle East. And I mean, what do you make of him getting? I mean, what four? four is it, three or four Nobel Peace Prizes, Nobel Peace Prizes for everything he's done. I mean, I mean, the guy is creating miracles. And I mean, you know, this whole exposing the military industrial complex and ending the endless wars. I mean, it's quite an, it's quite an achievement and it's, it's really refreshing, you know, considering all these neocons that existed in the past, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of top brass of the army, the reason that, you know, they, you, you surprised because you would think they would be so conservative and, and the rank and file is, but, the, the, you know, some of those top guys think they'd do better in a Biden presidency, you know, and they can get that uh, that, that uh, big contractor job, you know, with the industrial complex and, and make, you know, a bunch more money. Uh, so, you know, some of them are in it for them. But it, so what he right. exposed that, he talks about that. Eisenhower exposed that. It's it's there and it's real. Uh, you yeah. know, in the Middle East, yeah, I think his, his, his policies have been absolutely brilliant. I, you know, he's isolating Iran and making deals with the other countries over there uh, without Iran. And he also isolated the Palestinians. You know, where Kerry said you can't make a deal in the Middle East without the Palestinians. Yes, you can. Uh, Trump's already proved that. So I think, you know, he had a fresh eye, a fresh look at it. He took on a, a whole different way of doing it. And to me, it's brilliant. Yes, no, I agree. I agree. Now, I want to ask you this. Um, before, I get to the next, before I get to the next guest, I want to ask you this, though really important question you know you study everything very thoroughly um and you know you know clearly what's going on um what are your thoughts on trump you know actually i have a couple more things to ask you but first first off i want to ask you you know iran's obviously been doing their little petty threats to playing their little playing their little games as usual little punks um how do you how do you feel i mean and trump said on limbaugh last week if they try a damn thing and he used the F word. It was probably the first time I've ever heard him use the F word, and it was it was quite it was quite nice. It was, I loved hearing it. I liked it. 
It was it was authentic. It was genuine. He said, if you ever you do anything, we will hit you back a thousand times worse. And we we know that Iran's been trying to bully us for years. How do you see that going down? Because we already see that Trump's getting us out of Iraq, getting us out. He's getting us out of Syria. He's getting us out of Afghanistan. You know, and I don't see really at this point, even even when Trump even when Trump gets reelected, I still see Iran, you know, trying to you know pot. I mean, they don't have the balls to make a move, but if they did, um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm curious your whole your whole thoughts on this scenario. Yeah, I think Trump's strategy with Iran is going to be uh, similar to what Reagan's strategy was with the Soviet Union. You know, he's going he's going to, to to cut them off, isolate them from the world, dry up their resources, make sure they don't have any cash, and put pressure on on them and, and support those in the country that want to have regime change. So his, his I believe his goal for, for Iran is that he wants to see regime change in his next term, and. Uh, and he's going to push for it, and he's going to put all his emphasis on it. And I, I would not be surprised if he pulls it off. Uh, I, I, I actually agree. tweet about that every, every once in a while because uh, it's important. I've got a whole lot of Iranians that follow me on Twitter and, and DM me a lot and so uh, that, that, that are, uh, you know, wanting to see that regime change. And so it, it's an interest me. I fought a little bit. No, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And, um, no, you're right. You're right. And um, do you do you see do you see a, an October surprise more more of what we already know with the whole Biden stuff? I mean, do you, do you see it getting worse and worse for the Democrats? I do. I, I do. You know, th- tonight on Tucker Carlson, he, you know, he revealed some more emails that that weren't in either yep. one of these two that uh, that, that he had gotten exclusively. So yeah, I think I think there's a, you know, Rudy Giuliani says there's a whole lot more here. There's a lot more going to come out. And so yeah. think about this. A damn computer shop repairman has done more to expose the corruption in the Democrat Party than anyone. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's quite, it's quite something. It, it is quite something. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. And they were sitting on that for a year. I mean, the, you know, Ray, Christopher right. Ray that, from the FBI ha- had it. I mean, that just goes to show, I mean, why hasn't Trump fired these people a long time ago? I'm just sick of it, man. Yeah. I mean, these people are, yeah. are, are bad news. Well, I think it's, you know, I keep you hearing know? him saying things. You know, it's like that, 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 the plot against the president, that movie. I watched it the other, the other day that came out. Yeah. It's great. It's a great, it's a great one. And, you know, and, and they kept saying this, this is worse than we ever imagined. And I think that's, I oh, think yeah. that's part of it. The, the deep state is just worse than they ever imagined. So I, I, you know, I see some more heads rolling out the election. I will be totally surprised if Christopher Ray stays in, you know, in the FBI, you know, and, unless sure. he's doing something behind the scenes that we're not tracking, which I doubt. Uh, you know, I'd be shocked, and especially when he's been sitting on this kind of information since December 2019 and sit on it during the Trump impeachment. It didn't come out with it. That's crazy. No, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Um, always a pleasure having you here, uh, sir. Uh, thank you for your service as always to, to our military. Uh, you were very hot. You were very high up, uh, in the military. You were, you were, a, correct me if I'm wrong. You were a Colonel, correct? That's correct. The full blown Colonel. Yep. I love it. I yep, love it. I, man. Well, guys like you, guys like you are the reason our country is safe, man. You guys put your blood, sweat and tears on the line for our freedom, safety and security. Thank you, Roy.
Appreciate it. Yeah, man. And, and uh, I always say, my, my pleasure and honor. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and thank you so much. And tell everybody where they can connect with you. Okay, so I'm, I'm you know, at COL for Colonel. SDM are my initials. COL, SDM on both Twitter and Parlor, And that's where I hang out most of the time. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank, thank you. Stay with us if you can. we got a little bit left in the show. I want to welcome right now, we have North Carolina State Senate candidate and also retired uh, law enforcement. He's been law enforcement for 35 years. Good friend of the show, uh, Ricky Padgett. Ricky, how are you, buddy? How you doing, Rory? Life is good. That's all I can tell you, I'm, I'm still running for that office, and I've got my man all upset. So uh, he's not a happy camper today because I started putting out some uh, Facebook spots. Yeah. I put out some Facebook spots uh, that show that he's a misogynist and uh, his behavior over in the Senate. And it has got some of his folks just tore out of the saddle because he's never had anybody come at him. It's always been one of these, um, what I used to call the BS campaigns, where the guy runs against you, you hate each other, you don't like each other, but you don't do anything other than get up there and talk talk about what you got to offer. But my theory is, is if, you, if you take a strike at me along the way, I'm going to hit you 10 times back. So um, I put something out there on the Facebook talking about it. And even to his victim, who is a Senate uh, senator, who is a Democrat, came out and liked the post. That, oh, wow. So she, uh, so I mean, that was, that's kind of big. That's for her to come up and, and, and kind of communicate a little bit with somebody. But the thing about it is, is you know, the light of day will always come out. You know, sunshine's going to come out, and, and you're going to see sometimes who these people are when you actually start striking back at them instead of. I think one thing that that you know, and you're like me, is for years we used to say we just want somebody who's not a politician. I want somebody who'll come and tell the truth. I want somebody who don't care, who doesn't, who doesn't. Well, be careful what you ask for, because guess what? You just created Donald Trump, and you know what? Right. It's been the best thing we've had because. He has brought sunlight onto all the corruption that everybody else fell into that drain with. They were they, they had these big, you know sugar plums in their head, but when they got there, they realized they had no control. They did what they were told to do. They sat down. They shut up until it was their turn to talk, and they let them go home when it's time to go home and back to their constituents, get elected, come back and start the whole game all over again. And that's how politics has been for years. You know, and, and I, for one, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of these, these folks in law enforcement. They get these, these big jobs. You know, you talk, you're talking about Barr. You know, he's sitting up in there, and I'm with you. I mean, look, you start a case. You have an investigator. If you don't have enough investigators, add more investigators to the team. If you don't have them, still have enough, add more investigators to the team. There's no reason that they couldn't go at this with as much vigor as they went after that hoax, that hoax Russia story. And now the Democrats again today are starting to say, oh, this is Russia, Russia, Russia involvement again. Now, you know, Biden's not Russia involvement other than the fact that he got paid there, the fact that all this is going on. And I'm for one, I've been hit with Twitter. They've taken me off a couple times. Facebook keeps putting stuff on me, you know, that little fake ban. So, you know, they've been doing this for years, and and I just wish I, I wish that, that that the administration 
would go ahead and file a restraining order or an injunction on them to force them to abide by the freedom of the press and the freedom uh, of, of speech. Because here's the deal. They are a public trading entity. They make money on the stock market. So they should go by the public rules. They're not private companies. If you're making money off of Facebook and you're in the stock market, you should not be exempt from the public rules. Yeah. And they are exempted under that Section 230. Just my yeah, and, and it, Yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. I agree with you. And, and you know, you, you spent – you spent you spent 35 years in law enforcement. I mean, you know the law very well. I mean, you know it. Oh, and yeah. just, just with what with what people are allowed to get away with. I mean, I mean it's all it's it, it's taking away freedom in every single way possible when they censor us. I mean, they're oh. censoring they're censoring people's livelihood. I mean, think about how yep. people get paid these days. How, think about how people get paid. Cool. A lot of these. A lot of these entertainers, a lot of these broadcasters, a lot of these people are getting paid through online. And then, oh, how am I going to mess with their life? These big tech companies, oh, I'm going to shut them down. I'm going to send bullshit. It, it's like, they, and they, they should be sued. And, and citizens, there should be a bill, there should be a legislation that allows citizens to, to go after big tech if they get blocked, if they get censored, if they mm-hmm. get, you know, any sort of situation. But it's like... It's not because they say, oh, come on, sign up, you know, say, you know, this is supposed to be about free speech kind of platform, but mm-hmm. they, they take it into a dictatorship. They're like, oh, no, you can't say right. that. We don't want that kind of stuff on here. Oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do this. Even if it's factual, it's, it's about feelings over right. facts for them. And it's all about an election season. I mean, these people, you know, I mean, they're all over the place. Well, they've got the thumb on the scale of the election and they're pushing it. And here's the thing. I've got, you know, I've been in conversation with my attorneys with the North Carolina Sheriff Police Alliance, and our conversation has been real clear. I asked them one thing. Tell me how we can approach this Twitter and Facebook in a way that we can file a suit against them based on the uh, Freedom of Information Act and public, public information because they're part of the public. And they do trade on the public. They do make money. Facebook has shares. So they do. So if they do, then how do we line ourselves up to sue them and get under the Freedom of uh, Public Information Act? How do we sue them to get their information in their administrative files on what they're really doing? And if we can do that, I've instructed them to, to proceed forward on that because I'd like to file that suit as soon as we possibly could. Yeah, yeah. because no, I, what are they going to say? They're, they're going to have to respond. Yeah, so, no, it's yeah. true. It, it, it's so true. I mean, it's, and, and um, you know, it it's really is one of those things that, you know, I I mean, we're, 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 we're dealing with the most important election of our lifetime, and right. I'm, seeing mailboxes get, I'm seeing mailboxes getting stolen. I mean, ballots getting thrown mm-hmm. in the garbage. Um Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just can't believe. I mean, this, this is this is more intense than any movie or any sort of scenario we've ever had to endure. I mean, look, in people, you know, everybody, felons are getting ballots, dead people are voting. I mean, it just doesn't end. Imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. My grand my grandma voted Democrat for the first time ten years ago. She's been dead twenty. 
so, God. I mean, that's just the way it goes. So here's the deal. So I sit here at the house, and I check the mail, and I swear, every, every, I did, they got ballots coming here that um, I look at it and I go, who the heck is this? Why is this coming here? And, and it's always yeah. these, what I call the friends group, sending stuff here, like Joe Schmo lives at my house. I don't know who Joe Schmo is, so why am I getting this crap? Now, how do we validate that? So if, if Joe Schmo goes in, and we, in North Carolina, you can walk in without an ID and go, I'm here to vote, and you, don't, you can't be forced to give it an ID, and you can go and vote on, in somebody's name as long as they're on the roster. You know, go figure. I can go in there and be on the rolls. Uh, and we've, we've got it. we got a guy that really che- – uh, he checks these things in North Carolina, and he puts it out there. But, of course, the Board of Elections turns, turns away from it. They don't want to have to deal with it. When he walks in there right. and says, here, I've got 400 people that, that voted. Here, I'm showing you right now that you got more people voting than you got registered. Here's what I think people better watch. And when all these votes come down in, you're gonna, I think you're going to see in some places – you're going to see more votes in counties that you even have people registered. That's what I think is going no, to happen. I, I think it's happened before. You know, you know, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it, you know, vote early, vote ahead. often. You know, that's go, the concept. Ahead, it's, just, it's like the theory is vote early and vote often. You know, that's yeah, that's concept. When you were, when you, yeah, and when you, when you were in law enforcement, did you ever mm-hmm. – Arrest people for voter fraud? Like, did you did you ever did you ever encounter that? I mean, because obviously, that, oh, look, you know, we, I mean, that's oh my gosh, Durham, North Carolina was, as far as I'm concerned, was the number one in voter fraud because every year you can go back and look. CNN even reported the last several. Oh, in Durham, North Carolina, they had to keep the polls open tonight one hour and a half. They asked for one hour and a half, but the judge only extended it one hour. But during that one hour, they mysteriously found three boxes three boxes of ballots sitting in the back room at, at the board of elections during that time. Right. Cause they had to have it open so they could say they found them and get them, start getting them in. So they had to extend it. So there's, Oh, there's lines everywhere. And I went, that's BS. So I went out looking at some of these lines. I was with the sheriff's office. I would go around. I'd look at some of these lines. There were no lines. I mean, they were claiming that there were lines. There were none. Now let me tell you right. something's going on now. You've got Bloomberg decided he wants to get into the lieutenant governor's race. we got Mark Robinson who's running, and, boy, is he kicking it. And the last poll was like he had 48, and she was at 45. This woman, I, nobody seems to know. She's a senator or something, but really nobody knows her. She's just kind of boom. She's a candidate from Durham. Um, she was born here. And she, so, you know, somebody sneaked through the back door, basically, uh, unheard of. She's out there running, and lo and behold – Bloomberg decides he wants to send her two and a half million dollars into this race. So he now Absolutely. has shifted two hundred two and a half million dollars of, of his crooked money into this race. Now, here's what gets me is the average citizen can't cannot donate over fifty six hundred dollars. Not most people can do that anyway. But if the average right. citizen wanted to say, Oh, I'm gonna give fifty six hundred dollars, that's all I can stop. Do you tell me the Mayor Bloomberg, who lives in New York, can come down here and, and give somebody two and a half million dollars? You know, makes absolutely no sense. Takes it away from the working class and puts it back into the into, like you said, the the, the big giants. And that's 
that's ridiculous. And as a senator, I, I'm, I mean, I am just going, I'm the bull in the china shop. You know, I'm the maverick. I'm everything spending one. I'm the Tasmanian devil. I'm, I'm, you tell me, I'm telling you I'm all of it at one time because I'm the guy that's going to go over there and I'm going to kick the sandbox completely over because there's no more playing over there because that's ridiculous. I'm not going to act like a crook, treat you like a crook. Yeah, don't have time for it. And and being retired, yeah, no, I I don't have to depend on their money. I don't have to put nobody nobody can put their thumb on my paycheck. So not worried yeah, about. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love I love but, the, I love the mentality and and you'll be you'll be great you'll be great in there. We need we need you in there and um, tell people how they can get involved and how they can donate and how how they can connect with you. Yeah, best best way to I've got an antidote on my. Um, on my website, and you can go to um, it's Rick the number four NC Senate dot com, and um, it'll put you right there. So if you go to that, it's www dot uh, all the way out. But uh, or you can actually go to um, um, it's uh, Rick say Rick Paget for NC Senate twenty two, and I'm on there too. And like I said, you can see some advertisements. I got some more coming and. I'm I'm turning up the heat. I'm turning up the pressure. If he's mad now, he's really going to be pissed off later. So he has no clue what I'm getting ready to throw out there on him. But I'm throwing out all truth. So it is what it is. If you live with the devil and you dance with his sister, get ready. There's pictures. I love it. Get ready. I love it, man. It's coming. Well, man, I love it, man. Well, thank thank you for being with us. Um, Means a lot. Uh, I always love having you here. we got, we got a few minutes left in the show. A few minutes left, so stay with us. Sure will. Have a good one. Be safe. You too. Um, I want to make sure he's with us. I believe we have coach and activist Dan Venezia. Dan, how are you? Dan, are you there? Dan Venezia. I don't know what happened. Dan got disconnected. Now let's go to Mike Peters in New York. I'm sure Mike Peters got some thoughts. Rory, how are you? Good, man. How are you, buddy? Can you hear? How's it going? I'm doing fine. And you know what? It was a great show tonight, and it and it's wonderful to hear that we're finally, in spite of the media, in spite of all the pressure and everything being against us, we're getting right. the edge. We're we're getting we're up. And we're we're climbing. We're getting ahead, and we're we're making it in spite of everything they throw at us. The truth is finally coming out in many, many different ways. The only thing that I've really got my fingers crossed is that the American voter wakes up and really starts paying attention to all the facts and the evidence that's being thrown in front of them instead of brushing it off the way the media has taught them to. Um, I I think everything is making a difference. And and your show is, no matter who you brought on, we're hearing positive things and the the changes in the air and and that Donald Trump is, is going to win this. I have no doubt whatsoever. No, I agree. So, I agree, and, and um, you know, we we have we have this is the most important election of our lifetime, Mike. I mean, this is this is really um, it's scary. It's scary yep. to think about because what you know, the, the only way they can win is voter fraud, but they have a lot of voter fraud power. Yeah, they really do. But uh, we've got a lot of eyes that are on this, a lot of people watching, and I, I just you know it's. I'm just really depressed about the attitude uh, the American voters that are out there. 
And, and then we wonder how people like AOC and the rest of them get elected. This is how they get elected. How do you end up with people like that in California? Like Harris that says it should be, California should be a model for the United States, for the rest of the country. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. In her mind. Yeah. In her mind. Uh, and the American public, they just go with this. Oh, okay. It sounded official and original. Yeah, I'll just listen to that. But yes, no, look at this. Look at what we're, we're giving you now. Evidence of, well, I can't look at that. Look who published it. What? That's the criteria. Right. It we're is. Just, these people are brain dead. The Greeks have an expression where the guy's paying rent, yet he's sleeping on his feet. What's he got an apartment for? What's he paying rent for? The guy's just sleeping on his feet. He doesn't need an apartment. That's, say, the American voter out there. So we'll just keep our fingers crossed and, and, and keep pushing as hard as we can and, and, and keep watching the difference we made. So thanks, thanks again. Great show tonight. And and uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll get you back on here on Tuesday. Um, everybody, uh, it's been a fantastic show tonight. I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. I love you all. Um, we will see you all on Tuesday. Um, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Um, I love you. Thank you. Um, until next time, I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Stay safe out there. Cheers.